Welcome to the hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live and Twitch. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me on my left, Micah Ka Cole. Another week in the book's about to happen. How's it going, Micah Ka Cole? Doing all right. How are you doing, Creighton? Doing good. Just got back from Disney World of all places. Can you believe it? The most magical it- place on earth, they say. So they say. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I was there from Thursday to uh, Monday. So I guess Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days and uh, really four days because it was two half days. But uh, yeah, never, never been before ever and uh never had really the uh i guess what's the word thought to go until i guess someone pushed me and sure enough uh bailey who was on the show last week you know he's he's a disney like junkie and he's been what 14 times now and so he's like you want to go and i was like well i guess might as well and so i went and uh that was uh that was something that's a big place um, but yeah, I had fun, but I'm I'm glad to be back here doing the show again, and I'm sure you're glad to have me back as well. Yeah. I hadn't seen you in a week, Creighton. <laughs> That's what you said earlier today, is you hadn't seen me in a while. Um I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm any more over this cough than I was the last time we were out in here. But it is what it is. Um so yeah, I had fun. Glad to be back, but uh Florida's real nice, man. It always is. And uh, coming back to Texas when it's cold, it's uh, <laughs> it's the reason I I'm ready to move somewhere else, but you know, that is what it is. Uh, it was fun. Maybe I'll do it again sometime. I think I think we cleared everything we possibly could have. I don't think we could have had a much more sched like schedule friendly impact trip that we had. I mean, nothing went wrong. Everything we decided we wanted to do went right, and we covered everything. And, uh, and that was really for four straight days. Pretty crazy, but. That's Disney World. This is the hot seats. Let's get into some sports, Micah. As always, starting off the show, we have our what's what. For those of you just tuning in, what's what is just something that we see uh, in our in our week since the last show. That's something interesting that revolves around sports. Doesn't have to be uh, that happened this week. Just has to be for something we've seen this week. Uh, as always, Micah, you go first. What is happening in the world of sports? What is what? What's up? Well, for me. Uh- Congratulations to the Washington Nationals, by the way, <laughs> on making their first ever World Series. And that kind of ties in to what I'm doing here. Because, I mean, there's only one team now in the MLB who's never been to a World Series, and that's Seattle. But that's not exactly what I'm going to. I'm going to go to the teams that have never won a World Series. There is, I believe, there's seven teams that have never won a World Series. And I'm going to run through that list. I'm and the curious. first one is obviously Washington Nationals, because this is their first ever World Series appearance. In their franchise's history, not even in Montreal did they ever make it when they started that in 1969, I believe. So that's when they became a, yeah. became a team. The Tampa Bay Rays are another. They did make the World Series in 2008. Sure uh, did. They did lose, though, to the <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. What was left of the Phillies. Yeah, and Cole Hamels won the MVP of the World Series. Colorado Rockies never made it to the World Series. Or, sorry, never won a World Series. Seattle Mariners. 
never been or won a World Series. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, they never made it to a World Series. That's <laughs> or won a World Series. Sorry, that's kind of surprising with the talent that they have. You would have thought by now. Yeah, and San Diego Padres. Yeah, eh, that doesn't surprise me. They've never seemed to be that good. And the sad and depressing one, the Texas <laughs> Rangers. And they probably never will. <sighs> I'm starting to agree with you, Creighton. I think we're just not meant I'm to win. I'm trying one, to man. tell you, man. They've got to they've fire everybody in the front office if they want to get close to sniffing a World Series trophy. Uh, it's at that point. I mean, I will say though, what the team that kind of shocks me the most is the Washington Nationals. Really, and I'm gonna say with the talent that they've had <laughs> yeah, over I the mean, last decade, it is kind of insane that they have not gotten to the Fall Classic. How close ones. have they ever gotten though? Oh, the LDS. That's it. Well, since they moved yeah, that's to Washington, I think they got to the LCS. At, <laughs> yeah, but they never made the World Series. It's no. so interesting because in the last decade. They've always lost Game 5 of the LDS except for once, and I believe it was 2016 when they lost in four games. Uh, but, man, it's just tough to, to – I don't understand how they weren't able to, but I'm going to say it because on Twitter, uh, one of our buddies and yeah. who's on the journalism side mentioned, apparently what? all it takes is to get rid of Bryce Harper to make the World Series. Yeah, you, that we, were mentioned, we were talking about that earlier. Bryce That's, Harper's got to be kicking himself, man. Oh, man. Has, has, I, I has find to that be. quite ironic, but – Let's say you sign Bryce Harper. Do you get Corbin, another addition to your no. pitching staff? Probably no, not. You don't. Do you have Juan Soto in the position he is right now as a young guy? Probably not, carrying... honestly. Exactly. He so probably he... doesn't get the opportunities. No, and I think him getting the opportunities allowed him to show himself and display the kind of talent that he has. And Boy, has he been phenomenal. He's carried this team to, to a number of extents, and you also got to like guys like Ryan Zimmerman. But how about Howie Kendrick winning the <laughs> – the MVP last night for the yeah. NLCS. That was a he was really good in this series. Four doubles, five for fifteen, four no five RBIs. Good so for them, good. man. He was good. And we're and he talk also about... had the the big grand slam in game yeah. five against the Dodgers. So. Yeah, and we're gonna you know we're we're gonna talk into more in depth than them. So I mean it's it's nice to I will say it's nice to see uh, a team like Washington make it. Uh, but you, then you think again, it's like well, LA probably should have been there, and you know. They manhandled well, St. Louis, and the Braves probably should have been there. And so, well, to be fair, the Dodgers had two chances, and they oh, really let it slip. They should have beat Houston. baseball. It's funny that you get that. What's what? Because mine is baseball related too, but not on that. Uh, mine's more money based. You, okay, go for it. And I tell you what, um, there's two things that I like. Well, actually, three things I like in my what's what. I don't do them off all the time, but I I, I like them a lot. It's the food ones. And then Love it. the betting lines, uh, and then Your mouthpieces. Oh, jeez, <laughs> the betting lines, and then also um, ticket pricing. And so this one's a ticket price. Ooh! And this is the oh, first man. big sell for the World Series. The first major buyer in this series. Um, there are I four third row seats. Yeah, four third row seats behind home plate. Game three that'll be in DC. I guess that'll be the oh first game gosh. in DC. Uh, the first sold, World Series sold on game StubHub in DC since thirty three. A total of fifty three thousand two hundred and forty three dollars for four. Holy, that's cow. a lot. So, if I and I was telling you earlier today, that those are very yeah. The World Series. Let's see if we divide that by four. That's thirteen grand a, t- a, a ticket. Wow. That is that's insane. a lot of money for some for 
a single baseball game for nine innings. Well, what is that funny. over nine innings? You know it's huh? funny because the tickets that we got because I I've told you I've gone to the World Series before. Yeah, and I have the tickets somewhere. But the ticket you gotta find price those, on Carl. it. Don't lose those. I want you. No, oh, no, I have it. Like in a case somewhere. It's because okay. whenever we moved, we just. Yeah. I have it somewhere. I know I, I have it. Okay, good. Anyways, uh, what? The ticket price is only 190 bucks. Where were you? Well, that you know what? That's probably face value. You're right. Yeah, the face value. The face is value is probably 190 bucks, and then everybody marks them up. But you know, incredibly good, you have to be at getting a face value ticket. Like that's not easy to do either. <laughs> no, because you have to. Because everyone's sniping them. Yeah, from the get-go. that's so hard to do. Um. Yeah, that is $1,500 per inning. Oh, I'm not quite sure that I'd pay $1,500 per inning of a baseball <laughs> game. I don't know if I'd pay a dollar. I don't know if I'd pay that much. I have a hard time playing paying the $8 to go to the Rangers games. But it is the World Series, but that's the first major buy. Um, that's definitely the most expensive. How much were the tickets for the World Cup, Creighton? Oh, Just World out of Cup? curiosity. Uh, uh, Whenever you went. Oh, when I went? Yeah, if you even know. Yeah, they were like a couple hundred apiece. We didn't spend, it wasn't that, no, the World Cup tickets. The thing about the World Cup tickets is they're they're pretty cheap. Getting them is the issue, and then it's like because they sell out such really a fast. High demand. And then the thing on top of that is the travel. The travel is the most expensive part of everything. Like for Brazil, I think the tickets were for the final two hundred fifty three hundred bucks. The travel bad. was two grand. Jeez. Yeah, to the get price there for two, the ticket isn't yeah. bad. Yeah, the price. To, yeah, but the price to get there was like two thousand dollars. So, so that's what it is. Reasonable. Yeah. Here. So that's the thing there. But um, I'm pretty sure if this goes past in game five and we get into game six, game seven, there'll be tickets more expensive than that one. So there'll probably be a ticket that's close to that by itself. But $1,500 per inning? I don't know about that. Um, But that's our What's What for this week. Fun thing we get to do today is start to dive into some UTA basketball. We haven't got to do this, but the preseason polls have come in uh, for both guys and women's. And uh, it's safe to say we just we disagree with the I guys. I, I didn't actually <laughs> see the women's side, unless you did. What? I didn't see a women's side yet. Well, oh, I thought they came out. Maybe they the did. men's side okay. did. Well, I the didn't men's definitely the came out. The yet. men's side definitely came out, and we are placed. You guessed it, in seventh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, below Georgia Southern and Texas State, who are one and two respectively. No. You know what's funny? Here, you want me to go through the whole entire conference can real you, quick? Like can this, you make it fast? Can I make it fast? Well, yes. Well, can you make it fast? Well, the funny we don't thing. Have much time. Ab- well, the funny thing about the projections <laughs> is, well, number one was Georgia Southern. Yeah. I kind of expected them to be towards the top. Yeah, Texas State was two. Okay. Coastal Carolina three. Okay. South Alabama four. Yeah. Appalachian State five. Six. Troy. <laughs> they put us over Appalachian State. Seven, UT Arlington. That's where we were surprised. Eight, Little Rock. Nine, Arkansas State. Ten, UL Monroe. Eleven, Louisiana Lafayette. And guess who was lovable number 12? <laughs> Georgia the, State, man. The Georgia State Panthers. I was surprised there. Do they not watch this conference? Apparently, Apparently not, don't. because their analysis, I think, is a little Although, jippy, too. But to be fair, though, they did lose a lot of key pieces. Who, us? No, Georgia State. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I can kind of understand, but do you honestly think it's just going to go to rubble? Well, no. Out but, of nowhere? So, to my to my question for this, for the next five minutes or so, what, what do we do we deserve the seventh place? I mean, where do you think we should be, and what do you expect? Honestly? I think the seventh place is Jack. I think it's Jack, but... I think it's a good thing that we're ranked number seven. Yeah. Because last year when we were ranked 11th, we 
up-leveled every expectation oh, possible. Did we ever. And I think it was a good thing. So I don't see a problem with it. I think it just gives us a point to go prove something again. It, gives, it makes it a point to go prove something. People doubt us again. All right, we're going to come back at you. That's the one. Go for another second or first place finish. The one thing with this team is that when they think they're good, they're not. And when they feel like they've been shorted, they go they go crazy. They they <laughs> they, they win a lot. They play very well. They play good basketball. So I think it's good, but I think it's completely wrong. I mean, we were eleventh last year. Then we end up finishing second in the conference, going to the championship, nine points away, I believe, from winning it, around there. Yeah, it was and, 72 and, 63. Yeah, and now they have us returning everybody but what? One or Edric two players? Dennis, yeah, Andreas who's Ibargan, now at TCU. And Patrick Binzer. Yeah. But Patrick and, Binzer didn't play a and, whole Yeah, lot. and Ibargan was good, but I think Narciss Nars- really Nars- Nars- can replace him. And Narciss is going to be a key point Mwamba. to the team. Here's so, our projected starting five Brian Warren, Teandre Jackson Young, David Azor, Ayubi. Yeah, I don't think that's. I honestly, Narciss. I don't think that's right. Honestly, I think there's going to be somebody else that's going to come out of there. I think Mwamba's going to see a start. Um, that that would be. Narciss should start. I wouldn't. I mean, but I think other people might have something to say about that. Um, but no, the fact that this team is ranked seven just doesn't make any sense to me because we are right there. What did and now who have we lost except for? Unless you're saying Edric Dennis is the only reason we are worth anything. Um, which I didn't see I don't that. Think, I don't think so, because he's still our second-leading scorer behind Brian Warren. Yeah, I didn't see that, so, so I don't know what they're talking obviously about. Obviously, Brian Warren had a key point. And you also got that guy from uh, Chicago, or Chicago, Arkansas. Yeah. So that'll be a key piece going into conference play when it actually matters, the games that actually matter. So what I, if you go up and win what? some of these big games? You know, I Maybe think, you're looking at a different story here. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's good, but, man, I got to tell you, these – I don't know why they keep shorting us. And I do think that this team will be better than 7th. I think they should be better than 7th. They have the talent to be better than 7th. And this is honestly why that coaching staff hates these preseason polls. Because they're just mostly completely wrong. You mean to tell me that Texas State is the second best team in the Sun Belt? I think they're a good team, but I don't Not think the they're going to be top best? two. I think yeah. they're four. Yeah, I'd, four put, I'd put them at four. Who's three? About- Who's three? Uh, Coastal three Carolina? Coastal Carolina, which I could see happening because they have a history of being somewhat good. What about Appalachian State? What do you think about them? Were they at rather, six? That was, five? No, they're at five. That was rather strange. That's so wrong. That's not right. Tex- I mean, Georgia Southern, I figured they would be up there. Um, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Now, Troy being ahead Georgia of uh, Southern, UTA is kind of funny. Georgia Southern, they want to be one. That's fine with me. But UTA beat them and I think have more talent than they do. So I just don't get it. But, I mean, I think we're going to prove everybody wrong once again. And I'm incredibly excited to get this season rolling because we start with UT, uh, UT Dallas and then Tulsa's the homecoming. And then we play Nevada, Oregon, Gonzaga. We'll see, ask you, we'll see how, how that stretch. you feel about this non-conference schedule? Do you think it helps prepare them I think, for I think it play? helps if you win a couple games. I mean, if you lose to Oregon, that's fine. If you lose to Gonzaga. But if you, lose to like, if you just lose them all, it doesn't help anybody. Like, yeah, because, I mean, like, last year we lost them all, which I – which didn't I help. I think it kind of prepared us. It for prepared us look. for conference, but I think it would help the 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 schedule. Yeah, like when we true. with the, in the win loss column. Like because think if we won, even if we know, beat Nevada, I think that's fine. Nevada was a great team coming into the tournament this past. I think season. if we won three or four of these somehow, just winged out three or four. That would I'm look down good to, on the resume. I'm down to beat Gonzaga. And honestly, if you if you can clear the the wave through conference play, yeah, you may be talking in that large Does, bid. 
come oh. March if you Woo. win three or four of these. Woo. You sure? <laughs> if you beat if you beat three of the four big games that you have on there, can't be losing to Georgia. That's State, what I'm though. saying. That's what I'm saying. You, that's why if you have a clean wipe through the conference play, yeah. you'll be fine. Okay. You just can't okay. lose games, but I Whoa. I don't see that happening. It's going to come to Sun Belt play, but I think it's good that we're playing these games. Try to win one or two of these so you know what it's like whenever you to win these kinds of games. Once it comes time to play these games, because these are the game, these are the teams that you're going to be playing come March, yeah. no matter what. Like Gonzaga is going to be the kind of team you're going to play mm-hmm. come March in the first round. All that's right. just a, that's the reality. Well, I'm excited to see it. Um, season starts in a couple weeks. Homecoming is November 9th. We'll be having a special remote show in that morning, so we'll give you more information on that outside no, the stadium. I know we got to get out of the segment, but yes, we um, do. Who do you? Where, where do you have UTA finishing? What do you? What do you? Where do you me? have UTA finishing? I have a lot of faith in this team. I'll tell you where I have them. I got them. I got them first. Okay. I had them at a two. I got them at. I got number. I think they're better than Georgia Southern. I seriously do. I, and I all these guys that, are coming well, back. I'm we not gotta saying get that out of here. Better. But I got them at number one. I think because we always have their number. Yes. I don't think seed matters at this point. No. Even if we get a top two, if we get a top two, we're gonna win this. Thing. I think this is the year. This is the. Year. I think this is the year we win the Sun Belt and we go to the we go to the to the, the dance. tournament. Yeah. There you go. All right. I, I had him on a two behind Georgia Southern. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep see what uh, happens. We'll keep record of this and see if we're wrong or right. Hopefully not on the wrong side again. But I'm excited for the season. Uh-huh. November 9th, homecoming special show. Let's, we're having a remote out there. Say the, these um, projections will probably be wrong. So. Oh, yeah. We're having a remote out there on November 9th in the morning. We'll give you more information on that. Another show. We're talking all about UTA. Then we call both games. So it'll be a great, great Saturday. Looking forward to it. Me too. Michael, let's talk some Cowboys next. It was a rough week, but... Let's dive into it as always. Coach Clap, about to be on the hot seat. That's <laughs> utradio.com. Welcome back. The hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud. My name is Micah Call. Call alongside the Birdman. The man, Creighton Branch. Creighton, did you know UTA Radio presents the ninth annual Rocktober? Every Friday in October, join us at the Library Mall for the best in local indie rock artists. No ticket required. Come and hang out with us, Creighton, from 11 to 1 p.m. This coming Friday, we have Polystar playing on the new Brazos Park stage. What prizes to win? Band merch. Even some high brew coffee to help you get through the rest of your day. Rocktober, every Friday in October. Brought to you by, you guessed it, utaradio.com. Five minutes later. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. There's only one more left. You got to check it out. We got a new stage out there and everything. I'm dead serious. It looks a lot better. Not kidding. Hopefully it doesn't rain again. But yeah. Let's hope not. You gonna go? Yeah. Did you work one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, last week it was rained out. It rained out and the, the one before, before that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I should be there. Sweet. Well, provided you know it doesn't rain. <laughs> I think we're having some good luck. But who is not having good luck is these Dallas Cowboys, Micah. <sighs> oh, it's another week, another loss, three straight. This time the opponent was the New York Jets, taking us down twenty-four to twenty-two. It was just not a good day overall. 
some of the some of the uh, team stats, box scores. Dak Prescott, twenty eight for forty, two seventy eight yards, average of seven yards per one uh, eight sacks. And no one sack. Sorry, excuse me. With the QBR of seventy three point five, not shabby there on a scale of zero to one hundred. Sam Darnold, twenty three for thirty two, three hundred and thirty eight. A QBR of 67.9. Passer rating of 113. That's pretty incredible. Zeke, however, 28 carries, 105 yards, almost 4 per av. So, and Le'Veon Bell, 14 to 50 yards, 3.6 per av. So, per carry. Both had one touchdown. Oh, this was a tough one to swallow, Micah. A question to you is, we are now sitting at 3-3. Three and three. The game was not pretty. Didn't seem like a lot of people were engaged. You let Sam Donald run, and I mean, all over you basically pass all over you, really. Um, made him look like an MVP caliber candidate, which was not good. And here we are, now tied with Eagles after winning three straights. So, my question to you is what is going on? Who's to blame? More, I mean, like, what? What? What's the reason? Why? Why are we losing these games? We're three and three now, one and two away. I mean, it's just, ah. Uh. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's awful. It's awful. I'm not surprised they lost this football game. <laughs> not either. It really doesn't surprise me knowing the Dallas Cowboys. And I told you I was worried about it last week. And sure enough, it became a nightmare. <laughs> I am oh. not surprised. And here's where they went wrong. They did not implement the run game in the first half. You at got all. it, yeah. That is... And that's something that can't happen. And I blame everything about this game on Jason <laughs> Garrett. Yeah? This is his fault. You could tell it was his idea to do that because, let's be honest, would Kellen Moore, based on what you saw the first three weeks, do something that predictable? Something's that changed. Dumb, it's Jason Garrett. It's Jason Garrett trying to take over the offense when it's no not his business to do so. Let Kellen Moore do his job. <laughs> Please. That's all I ask. He knows what he's doing. You saw it in the first three weeks. He was just fine. The Jets. And now Jason Garrett is coming back in and doing whatever he freaking does. It's so annoying. Je- it's just so annoying. Just It's yeah. unacceptable. The because, Jets are 0-4, man. Well... And here's the problem I have with this. I understand you got injuries. But look at the New Orleans Saints. They're still coming out and winning football games. Oh, yeah. Even without Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. And against way better teams than the Jets. The Jets, of all people. The 0-4 Jets. Say it. That's <laughs> the who they were. With Jets. Sam Darnold, who had mono two weeks before. Mono. I don't understand. He's it, like man. 24. I just knew ugh, this game is so important this weekend. If we don't win, I don't say <laughs> it, Craven. Our season might be over if we don't win this football game on Sunday. Yo, I said this team would be 10-0 starting out. 10-0. Honestly, I was on the, the flip side to maybe even agree with you. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, okay. Who played better, Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott? As Who I needs said, to play better? It's not their fault. Who needs to play better? Jason Garrett. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm legit Poor asking. Play you, calling I is wanted, the reason why I, they're not playing up to their potential. I, I want to know your opinion. Who's got to play better between those two? I want to know who you have to say. Zeke. Because really? he got paid. 
Okay, money inside. Just strict play on the field. Who needs to play better? Zeke. Really? Why? Because. I'm it, asking you. That's why. Like, look what you did against the Green Bay Packers and the Saints. You did nothing. And you had 105 games. yards, though. Well, this game. Against the Jets. The 0-4 Jets. What about Dak Prescott, then? I think Dak Prescott has been fine. He's done what he's really? supposed to do. Um, especially, you know, with. I just don't see any issues with him. But I think why Zeke isn't playing up to his potential is because of poor play calling. And that goes back to, that falls on Jason Garrett. Hmm. And, you know, that fall, like that goes back to Dak too. Like neither, if you have poor play calling and predictable play calling, it's not going to go well, no matter what you do. Like going up the middle is the most predictable thing you could ever do. Well, I mean, like what are you doing? Call an audible Dak. Just do something different. So it, oh, go against oh. your coaches at this point. Cause I don't agree <laughs> with what they're doing. Dak should know enough about this league to be able, at least right now, to be able to figure something out without your coach. Some would say that's the problem, is he can't. He can't. Which is dumb. So he can't. He could. So Okay. okay. He can. He can, but he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he's scared to go against his coaches, which, honestly, at this point, I'd be fully on board for him trying. Before I go, is it time to panic? Oh, boy. If we lose on Sunday, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh my! I gotta tell you, it's over if we lose on Sunday. I was in Disney I'm just World. Go and say that. To be more specific, I was in Magic Kingdom, in the Tomorrowland area, riding the People Mover and seeing uh, the uh, Carousel of Progress while this game was going on, and I wasn't too worried about it. And they missed before, the two point conversion. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't too worried about it before the game, and then the game started, and I started to be worried about it. Here's the thing. Is who's to blame for this loss? I think it's a combination of three people and three people only. Maybe four. I'm going to go four. Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. They've all got to play better. The two. And then the other two got to, one's got to coach better, and the other one's got to, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but I don't know what he's got to do, but he's got to figure something, either fire him or I don't know. But, Man. Honestly, that, fire. Here, oh, actually, never mind. I'll get into that. Here's in the, the thing segment. is that Dak did not really have a good game to me. I don't think he had a great game. Do you? No. No. I but mean, I think he should have done enough God against bless, a team like that. The offense is so stale sometimes. I mean, we scored no points in the first, six in the second. Those are all field goals. Three in the third. I mean, like, that's the thing. And field goal after field goal after field goal. And then you find, I'm gonna what point, are you doing? This hey, is like one up. of the most prominent offenses that should be in the league. Look, I'm going to make a statement here. And you got to understand when I say this. Because uh, this can be said in a lot of sports. There's going to be a lot of times where... And let me finish the whole thing first. There's going to be a lot of times within a game where you're going to have an opportunity to win it. You don't know when that's going to be, though. When to tie or win it. And the Cowboys had that chance. In the third quarter, when they elected to go for it on fourth down, <laughs> you had an easy field goal, and you decided not to bring out your field goal unit, and guess what? You lose by one point. Oh, I know. They lose by two. 24-22. No, or two points. Yeah. Sorry, you would have won by one point. Yes. You would so, have. So, what was that decision there? It's dumb. Why didn't you take the three points, especially in the third quarter, that early in the third quarter? I, I'm not understanding that. That's where I'm confused. Like, it's little things like that. It's like, you got to take the points when you got get them. 
I understand seven is ideal in that situation, down two scores, mm-hmm. but you got to put up points, especially when you're struggling to score. Like any little thing can help get your offense popping. For real. Like it's that's little things fr- like that well, that really that's, irritate that's me. That's the thing. It's a, a team with this kind of offense should not have problems like that. Honestly, we shouldn't be in situations where we're having to kick three straight field goals at yeah, all. That's true. All, I mean, I'm just it's, saying it's you, the same, the, you kick through the points though. There, it, I know you don't go for it, and then now you're screwed. It's the same crap that happened with the Saints, is they beat us on kicking field goals because we couldn't even score. Couldn't sure. score. We scored like what ten points? Yep, ten yeah. points, and they scored twelve. And so, that's unfortunate. I, Dak, Dak to me has got to play better, and he's played good. But if you're going to ask for this much money, I got I got to see got to play better in and out. And I thought he, I think for the for the most of the season he has done that. But these past two games have been brutal. Been yeah, up and down for three, him. Three three interceptions, and, and see, then yeah. tonight, last yes or Sunday was not yeah. good. I mean, but, I mean, and I think the, he did yeah, fine. And don't even get me started on this defense. God, they are so bad. The pass rush, there is no pass rush. They can't get to Sam Darnold. He almost threw 400 yards on them. What are you doing? I mean, well, I, and I Sam, Sam Mono Darlin. That's who it was. I cannot, I cannot believe it, Micah. It's. Oh, that defense is not good. What are we doing? For whatever reason, it has the talent. It's just not good. <laughs> it's just not working out. Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen Smith. I don't know who it's got to come up, step up. But well, Jalen Smith's out for the season, I believe, right? <laughs> We're all Which out sucks. for the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting. Uh, I'm and the t- I heard the ticket talking about this yesterday as well. I'm starting to question if this team is good. Well, they played the first three games of absolutely nobody, so you would think after playing two straight opponents that were pretty okay and then the Jets who were not okay but still lost to them, who knows what this team is anymore? I don't know. Who knows uh, what this team is anymore? Now here you I'm, are. And I'm also questioning if they're going to even be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Well, I'm, a lot of people took that same boat. <laughs> and I was tempted to go there. It's embarrassing. It's how I see them. Do something. I'm just never going to be convinced that they're going to be able to pull it off. So here we go. Like, it's kind of like the Nationals until they could get past the NLDS. I couldn't really see them pulling it off. We're three and three. And they did, <laughs> and we play the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, the Lions, and the Patriots and the Bills. Straight up. And what? Sorry. Say then we play the Bears, the Rams, the Eagles, and the Redskins. Say that again. Eagles, time. Giants, Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, Redskins. Oh boy! Gotta figure it out, man. Well, you gotta win those two against the the Giants. And Jason and, uh, Garrett has got to find. I don't know what needs to be said to him, but he's got to find a way to get people to play for him. And either he relinquish, relinquishes back the play calling to Kellen Moore, or they've got to find a way to get along and coach together. I don't know what, but man. I could call that offense with how stale and boring it is. It's not hard. They don't do anything. <laughs> and that's what that's what they don't score, and it's not it doesn't help that Amari Cooper's hurt now. That's your best player, and Randall Cobb's not even uh, practicing right now. I know, which doesn't help. It's, jeez, it's rough. God. It's rough. It is rough, and I don't know if we'll beat the Eagles or if I. I that's a Sunday night game, boy. 
Thank I have gosh no clue. they lost to Minnesota because this season would be over right now in my eyes. Really? Yeah. I'm just not feeling very good about any of this Jeez. right now. Here's your here's your injury list. Is Amari Cooper, Zach Martin, Chris Jones, Michael Gallup still hurt, Randall Cobb, and Byron Jones. Jeez. That's all from today. Jeez. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. This team is a disaster right now, man. Just I the mean, fact they're just they not playing off. They're not doing anything. That's what's so frustrating is they've got all this talent. And if you, I swear, we're about to go into this next segment, so this will help out. But if you don't go anywhere with this kind of talent, oh, You're gonna have oh a hard time. my gosh, you're yeah. going to have a hard time ever, ever winning anything worth value. It's just frustrating because you see other teams that are doing just fine because every team is going to have their injuries. Yeah. That's gonna be that's the hard part to that's the that's the thing that's the reality. You're gonna have injuries, but you still see teams that are playing better teams and winning even with injuries. Yeah. Like and, the Lions even. Like, yeah. They were right there with the, the Packers. And do I love like, they don't quit? Yeah. Do I love the heart that Dak shows every week? Yeah. But it, it, we shouldn't have to come from that place. It just feels like this team is dead right now. And that's what I'm that's what <coughs> Who I'm What do you saying. think that falls on? That falls, honestly, the coaches. Because like, that means they're obviously not prepared I know, for I, these I games. Love, I love the heart that Dak shows, but it's because the, the reason we're seeing that is because we get ourselves down 13 points or 28 like it was to Green Bay, and we're having to fight our way back. Come on, man. You can't do that. Come you on. You can't have slow starts. You have to get off to a better start, and that's, that's where it starts. Because uh-huh. you can't afford to be going down in early in the game. No, no. you no, got you can't. to start off hot and keep it going and with never the, look back. With the acquisition that the Rams just got, Jalen Ramsey, NFC's not getting any easier. And I'm going to go ahead and point this out because, I mean, the Cowboys haven't really had any good start this season, and that's killing them. Yeah. Against the Dolphins, they didn't have a good start. Against the Giants, they didn't have a good start because they allowed 94-yard pass for a touchdown or run or whatever. Yeah. To... All right. And then the Redskins, you know, they were down seven nothing halfway through the second quarter. They, they just really haven't had a good start. It's and rough. That's, that's it's where rough. it starts. It's annoying. The second half, okay, there it is. But you got to do you that. You got to play half all too. four quarters. All right, not, Michael. Not, not two quarters. Four quarters. <laughs> four quarters. What are we? The Miami Heat of twenty oh, eleven. All right, man. Let's let's keep this conversation going. Let's talk a little bit more. Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett. Get more in depth. That you're listening to Hot Seat here on UTAradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live, Twitch, on SoundCloud. You can find some of our stuff there. All right, Michael, you got to join the League of Superhero Racing against child abuse, man. 500 children are currently waiting on the powerful voice of a CASA volunteer. You can be a superhero for abused children through CASA of Terrence County's sixth annual superhero run. This family-friendly 5K and one-mile fun run. It'll take place on October 26, 2019. It's 10 days at Levitt Pavilion in Arlington. Micah, every child needs a hero, but abused children need superheroes. For more information and to register, please visit speakupforachild.org. Go check that out, everybody. All right, before we got out of this break, we were discussing who is... Most to blame for this Cowboys loss, the specific one on Sunday. Now I revert my attention for the time we have in this next segment. Micah, it's been 
So then a long road with Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones. Who? My question to you is, who is more to blame for the Cowboys' woes over these couple for these years, and especially this one? I mean, out of those two, who who do you put the who do you who's the responsible for for that? Is it Jerry Jones or is it Jason Garrett's coaching? Okay, I'm gonna put this in two ways. Okay, for a while it was uh, Jason Garrett, but now it's gotten to a point where it's like, why hasn't he been fired yet? And that's on Jerry Jones. The fact that no no change has been made when it's clear that you need one. Look, I don't have any problems with Jason Garrett as a dude. He's a great dude, I'm sure. Yeah. But when it comes to on, on the on the field, you have to produce. And if you can't produce, you don't deserve the job. Especially when it's America's team. Like I understand you're not going to huh. win the Super Bowl every year, no, but, but you, you have to have results, you gotta man. Got to do better than what you're doing. You have to have results. You have to win playoff games. You have to get deep playoff runs. You have to make it to the Super Bowl. I just don't get why what's what's not going through Jerry Jones' head. You you fired Tom Landry. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, you, but... you fired that guy. Who won yet multiple Super Bowls? I know but that was controversial. Then, it worked out though. And then, and then you fired that guy. Ooh. And then you get <laughs> you get Jimmy Johnson. That works fine. Jeez, but why? If those guys get fired for winning Super Bowls, why is Jason Garrett still here? Because Jason Garrett is is Jerry's yes man. <laughs> he loves him just as much why? as he loves Tony Romo. I don't know. You tell me. I wish I, I knew. Honestly, I'm going to tell if you If I this. known, I don't know. Well, I think Tony Romo does better if they have a better coach. Whoa. Really? Yep. You, How much better? <laughs> I mean, come on. Could it get any Super worse? Bowl better? I mean, I think he makes deeper playoff runs. Okay. Now, I think, I, now I'm going to be honest with you. When Romo was here and we had those 8-8 eight and eight seasons, yeah. I think his play calling kept him from being bad. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> he did a lot of audibles because there's no that way that true. he liked he what Jason Garrett was calling out. There's no way. And you could he could do that because he was a veteran. Yeah. But now Dak can't do that same thing. Why do you think? I, honestly, I think part of the reason we went 13-3 and three is because he learned from Romo because he was kind of on the sidelines a lot calling mm-hmm. some plays, I'm sure. Here. I think that was a big help. Here's a. I think Dak learned a lot from Tony. Here's Jason Garrett's record coaching these Cowboys. <laughs> With I'm not going to count his 2010 year when he filled in for Wade Phillips. Eve, okay, but oh, sorry. Go eight, ahead. eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, twelve and four, four and twelve, thirteen and three, nine and seven, ten and six. I mean. I think the last three seasons are because of the talent you have on the field. It's oh not, yeah. It has nothing to do with Garrett at all. And now we're three and three here. The four and twelve is more of a resemblance of how bad our coaching is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know who's more to blame. I mean, I want to go your route with well, and here's what? why. And here's why I say Garrett's the problem because look at Br- let's take Brandon Whedon for example. Oh, he did geez. Ex- well, no, no, no. But I'm g- I'm going to give you a solid explanation. He couldn't do jack crap with this Cowboys team, and that that team is <laughs> not bad. The yeah. offense wasn't bad. No. And then you he goes to Houston and takes him to the playoffs. Yikes. What is that? Well, I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you is why I want to think that it's you gotta It's possible that blame. Dak has more more potential than we're seeing because of poor coaching. <laughs> Here's the problem with Jerry Jones is his heart gets in the way way too many times. 
and that's what's happening right now with Jason Garrett. I mean, a coach that goes, that hasn't won anything, not even a division. We've never even made it to a championship game with with Jason Garrett. And he is wasting these years of this talent because right now we're sitting 3-3. Three and three. We've got Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and a defense that's supposed to be really good. But it's so stale. And so I want to kind of go your route with the Jerry Jones thing because he should be fired. And that's the thing on Twitter As that I, I said, keep laughing at people because they're like, oh, he's going to fire him. No, he's not. He's not going to fire him. Get over that. You're playing yourself because he would have already fired him by now. It's not going to happen. He is on this team for the for the rest of, the rest of the until- season. And maybe he'll fire him if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, but he's not going to fire him midseason. There's just no way he's going to do it. And I'm going to throw this out here. I didn't think about it, but now, I mean, I didn't think anything of it, but now I'm starting to get there. Do you dare fire Jason Garrett at the end and go grab Landry? I mean, yeah, you could go buy, go buy a buy. Why am I saying buy? I don't know. Yeah. Go buy, you go get Landry from. The XFL? Oklahoma. That's, oh, sorry. What did I say? Things. But, ah, uh, it's so... It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Lincoln. Why did I say... I don't know why I said that, Landry. I've been thinking the XFL. Go get Lincoln Riley. I'm serious. Go. Maybe you do that. I don't know. The, the, the experiment failed with uh, Saban. So I don't know, but... I don't know. I'm starting to, because whatever Jason Garrett's doing, certainly somebody can do better than that. And Jerry's got to see that. And if, he, if he doesn't want that. and if he doesn't want to. I could get a team riled up. Let's go. If oh. he doesn't want to see that, that's on him, man. And we're never going to be Where better. Where do I send my application, please? And the problem, the problem with Jerry Jones is he's hiring a guy. He's hiring a guy who can't even rally the troops. He can't even get his own guys to play for him. You saw the video. That they didn't when they he was trying to high five him coming off the sideline this past Sunday, and they didn't high five him. <laughs> so nobody wants to play for this guy. Jerry Jones is sitting here like, oh, we're fine. He comes on the fan yesterday or Monday. Jason Garrett says, I'm not worried about my job. He didn't say that because I'm not thinking about getting fired. So <laughs> Jerry's got to put pressure on him, man. Something. Jerry's got to put pressure on him. And this is why you have... And it's possible he is behind the scenes, but I'm not... It's possible, I'm saying. It's possible behind the scenes he's saying something, but... There are some coaches. Man. There are some coaches in this league that have been but fired it could for just this be, stuff. But it could just be like, hey, you, you really need to start producing. I'm not going to fire you, but you better start producing. I don't know. He needs to say something. And that's kind of ridiculous. And he might be, as I said. You never know what's going on behind the scenes these days, but... Man, it's frustrating, and this is Jerry's or this is Jerry's fault at this point because this could have been solved a long time ago. So uh, yeah, yeah, at first it's Jason Garrett's fault, but at some point, if you don't fire this dude and do your civic duty, <laughs> it falls on you now. This is your fault. Because this could have been solved so much longer ago. We we may not even be in this position. Are right we just now. gonna sit here and act like mediocrity is okay? Like it's are we just gonna okay. sit? Yeah, he just sits there and. It's I mean, like the pirates. Mediocrity is okay, apparently. <laughs> like, Gosh, what are what we seeing taunt. here? What are we seeing here? Like, what exactly is so special about Jason Garrett right now? 
that we can't let him go. Hmm. And this is why you have people in the in the league Don't questioning know. ownership because there's some people that would have been fired by this already. And then there's Jason Garrett. <laughs> it's so too bad we can't fire Jerry Jones. No. Maybe and you I should like, be smart and get a freaking GM. Listen, I love what Jerry Jones does with money on a scale. Like, he's the best. If you need somebody to handle money for your team, there's okay, nobody better true. than him. That's but true. I'll give you his that. Heart but he should get, not be a GM. His heart gets in the way over talent and winning. And I know he wants to win one, but he wants to win a Super Bowl with his people. And that's what happened with Tony Romo. And he eventually had to come to the realization, it's over. It's over because for it was Tony. by force. Yeah, and he says that is the most. He said he regrets that more than anything is not winning a championship with Tony Romo Super Bowl. But he had a lot of you had someone. They finally talked sense in him because it had to happen, and but he didn't. He didn't want it to, and it took Tony getting hurt for for Dak to even get a shot. And then Dak uh, went yeah. off, and so and the rest is history. Jerry's got Jerry's got to do something. And I'm at the point almost where maybe you should fire him and try Lincoln Riley or something. I hated that because I don't think college coaches have that great have, will have and that not even easy. Nick Saban could uh, yeah, do it. We'll even have that easy of a time transferring. I mean transitioning. But man, I just watched what I, what I saw from Oklahoma against Texas, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, but look, I'm like, it's football. I would at least think he could call better plays than Jason Garrett's calling, <laughs> just on the basis of it being football. I'm just gonna be honest with you though, because I mean. You know the Cowboys. Uh, whenever Dak and Zeke kind of had their first season, yeah, they ran a college-style offense. I know. You're telling me Lincoln Riley couldn't pull that off? Well, it's becoming more prominent now than ever because you see it with Coach, Coach Bro. Why not give it a try? Because it may be a little easier now than what it was when Saban was in the league. Yeah, you see it with Coach Bro in Arizona, and it's happening with Pat Mahomes, with Andy Reid. It so, seems to work right now it seems in our game. To, the college thing seems to work way more. And, and it worked so our now. first season. Why did we go away from it? It's Jason Garrett. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't like winning football, then. We got to get out of here, but man. Try I don't something. know. Try I, tell something. Me, be I agree with you, though. I agree with try you. Something. I mean, I think Take both deserve blame, but I think Jason, I think uh, Jerry Jones has more to blame here. Especially since this could have been uh, resolved <laughs> way long ago. Because like, I'm thinking he should have been fired, you know. But it's also on Jason Garrett because he can't coach a team. And I, mean, I think the 97 should have. Maybe it's Jerry's it. fault, too, because Jason Garrett's not meant to head coach, but he wants him to. And here we are, stuck in three and three. So yeah, so, I agree with you. Jerry's fault here for all these woes because Jason, we should be six and zero, oh, man. Six and zero. Oh, we're five and one. We should be one of those two. I think five and one. Not three better. and three. Losing to an zero oh and four Jets team that had a quarterback who we was recovering from mono worst. two weeks ago. Literally, I think at no worst we should be four and two right now. We should be, and it's frustrating. It's but uh, unfortunately that's the freaking Cowboys, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with this team because I can't say they're now. If we get to the Dude, point where we've lost, if we if we lose, if we have lost at this, if we get to a point where we've lost nine games, maybe I'll I will revert my Super Bowl pick. But right now I'm gonna hold on because I have to. But man, it's not looking good. Am I worried? Yeah, I'm worried. But I I mean I don't know. Uh, Jerry's got to do better. Say, this Sunday is a very important game, and I think if you cannot pull your staff together. Jerry Jones really needs to. You've got to look at. You've yeah. got to look at him and say you cannot Dude. have this much talent and go nowhere. And three that and cannot four. happen. No. Cannot happen. You've got to find a way into an into a NFC championship game or the Super Bowl. At, because if last year's team can make the division series, well, this team better go way farther. It's much better. 
I'm expecting championship round. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out soon. I don't know if he's gonna the fire NFC him championship. anytime soon. And I don't like it when people ask to fire him because it's just not gonna happen. That's the reality of it. But until, that's, it's, until I see it happen, it's not gonna. We happen. have gone ham on the Cowboys. Hold on, before we get out of the segment, I'm, we're gonna call for his job. We're starting that now again. It's time. Only four weeks, six weeks in. Fire Jason Garrett. Hashtag fire Jason There it is. All right, we have gone ham on the Cowboys for the past 30 minutes. We're going to switch over to basketball. I told you last week I didn't think we were done talking about China, and we are not. LeBron James, the king of the NBA, as they say, the Kang, has spoken about the the comments Daryl Morey made and China as a whole. We're going to get into that here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, Twitch, SoundCloud. Sorry, I lost my mind there for a moment. My name is Micah Cole, alongside the Birdman Creighton Branch, and we are back here with some basketball. That would yeah. be a nice uh, subject change. Yeah, it's about to all start, man. Preseason's yeah. underway. We only got a couple of games left. And then there's college basketball, we got the NBA. Season. We got a yeah. lot going on here. NBA season starts rolling on the 23rd. The Mavs. Honestly, I'm kind of excited Washington. for the, the Dallas Mavericks this year. I there's am a too. lot of excitement. Oh, it's with, gonna be uh, fun to, with our duo. Probably getting to talk to you about them tonight. So, Well, I love yeah. it because I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how Luca and uh, Christoph Porzingis uh, combine together because it sounds like there's a lot of positive right. things coming from the preseason. But the main story coming out of the NBA that's been going on for a week or so is the China fiasco. Me and you and Bailey talked about this last week. Uh, Houston Rockets owner Daryl Morey tweeted out a picture of him. Of It said, like, support Hong Kong, essentially, which everybody, which uh, people know that Hong Kong is uh, in a, I guess the best way to put it, like a democracy war would probably be the best way to put it, against China themselves. And so China has basically removed themselves from the NBA in general. Um, saying they're not going to support him because of the views that Daryl Morey had. And it's been a big issue for the past week or so. But the one person who has not talked about it is the biggest star in the NBA. He has the most clout. I mean, it's obvious. And that's LeBron James. And I want to play y'all real quick the video so y'all can hear it, and then we'll discuss it. Mike, I want to know what what you think about LBJ's comments, if they're right or wrong, or if he has a point. But uh, here's the video. We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only, you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl. Um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand. And, um, and he spoke, and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, uh, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. Last question, please. All right. So he, he basically said that Daryl Morey was misinformed on tweets, didn't understand that what he was saying was going to affect so many people. Uh, 
I don't. He didn't really say that it. You know, he just said you need to be careful. I guess. Uh, I don't know, Michael. What do you think about this? I mean, he has now spoken. He's everybody knows his voice. So is he right? Wrong for saying that Daryl Murray, Daryl Morey did not understand that his tweets was going to impact so many people. And he needs to do a better well, job at that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say because I now the first part is I don't know if the Rockets the or owner knows anything about this situation or or if he does. I don't know that, but I'm going to go based on what I know. I don't think LeBron's necessarily wrong Okay. when he says this, and I'm going to explain why, because essentially LeBron, what he's trying to say is everything you say and you do on social media, especially as big of a figure as he is, is going to have consequences. Yeah, you have the freedom of speech to say what you want, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily defeat the fact that consequences will come as, a, as, a, as an effect as to what you say. So what he's saying is, be careful what you say, but if you say something stupid, <laughs> it's going to have consequences. <laughs> and regardless, you're going to have to suffer those consequences. And that's what our Constitution states for freedom of speech. Like, yeah, and we're pretty much means. Yeah, you have the freedom to say whatever you want. Go ahead. Yeah. But whatever comes as a consequence because of it is what happens. So you just got to be careful, man. I don't know if I feel... I don't, I... I don't think he's wrong in a sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't even... I don't know if I would even say that he was covering up for China. I'm just <laughs> yeah. think that he's saying, "Hey, be careful." Because I think man, some people are going to think that he was. No, and I don't think he was here. And that's the way that I'm taking it from what I see. It. Especially, you know, seeing the video and seeing how mm -hmm. he was acting, like he was just like saying, "Like, hey, you got to be careful what you're saying out there, man," because it does have consequences. Yeah, and that come with it. So with that, be positive or negative. He wanted to. He said, "Let me clear up confusion." This is on Twitter after he said that. I do not believe there was any consideration. For the consequences and ramifications of the tweet, I'm not discussing the substance. Other can talk about that. My team in this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or a statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Could have waited a week to send it. So he's basically, I think he's telling Daryl that... The that, timing was bad. I mean, yeah. The, I think what he's trying to say is... I don't know if... And I don't know if I like that part. He's saying, hey, you should have thought what this tweet was going to do to others it. when he was allowed to tweet that. I honestly don't... My my thing about this is we keep going. And I understand your right to, to freedom of speech, yeah. but the timing there was just not exactly the greatest. But my thing is is that like if he's allowed to do it, then so be it. And I mean, it's yeah, a, that's fine. here's the thing about the NBA. It's a private business. It's a private business. So... I don't, and we mentioned it last week. I mean, China doesn't need them. They don't need China. So I don't know why private business can't, has to get so, um, so I don't know if the words should be upset, but just come down and on, on this so much because honestly, I think there's more of an overreaction to this than most people believe. Because let's be honest, I mean, they're still going to play games. They just won't be broadcasted as Bailey had mentioned last week. <laughs> well, it's just money. That's what it is, Correct. man. So it just won't be. But let's be honest. Do you need those games to be televised? Probably not. Exactly. But when someone like Daryl Morey has the right to say something, I don't think it's right to say, well, he should have thought more about it. I mean, what if he believes that? That's what I'm saying is that. He should have just been more careful. As I don't know if it's means. I don't know if it's right to go and say I believe he was missed. In, I mean, this is his 
this is LeBron's this is his idea. Own... This is his own opinion. I believe he was misinformed or not really educated on the situation. Should I say I'm not quite sure it's right not... to call an owner a GM uneducated. I'm sure he knew what he was talking about. I mean, he owns a billion-dollar franchise. His pockets are going to suffer, too. I don't think he just was like, oh, you know, forget China. I don't like China. I think he legitimately, <laughs> you know, understands what's happening, and he believes in that, but... I think that, and that that's, I'm glad that's at least I'm at least confused. I'm at least glad saying that that I'm at least happy that they did not say he was wrong. They've yet to say that. I will give them credit. They didn't say that. They just said he needs to think better. But even then, because it costs a lot, it's of the people, same thing with the, him. Yeah, but it's the same thing with LeBron James or anybody. They want to speak up too. They want to speak up too in their situations. Sometimes they, they cause well, they cause issues too with other people when they speak up. So I think it's the same thing. Maybe Daryl Morey really believes in this cause, and so. And it's not, we shouldn't, you know, and that's what, and that's I'm what not I said blaming last him for week. That. Yeah, I think we said this last week. I, I was like, and if China wants to pull out because they're upset, so be it. That's just how it's going. I mean, that's what it is. But I also don't think that the NBA should be doing business with people that aren't treating, I mean, are, you know, are, are living a different, this is a private business. If the, NBA, like, if the NBA believes in democracy, which I believe they do, then maybe we shouldn't be hanging around China. Maybe Canada, we should. We still got Canada and Mexico and, <laughs> you know, Europe. and. Well, we got Canada, we all, man. We got Canada, so we are all good. Well, we no, are but I'm just saying. Away. I know. It's just, but we have other partnerships. We, we do. don't need that we do. one to survive. I appreciate LeBron James saying, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's right. I just don't know if I like it when he says that he was misinformed and uneducated about a, the situation. I'm not quite context. sure that Daryl Morey was uneducated about the decision. I'm pretty sure he knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah. As you said, and that's the only thing I was questioning. I, I'm otherwise LeBron's not wrong. He was just stating no. facts. And the, when he where, where he would have been wrong is if he said, "Oh, you're he wrong. was wrong." Yeah, that's where you he would have been wrong. And he didn't say that, thankfully. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think LeBron's necessarily wrong in what he said. It's just that first part mm-hmm. where he says he's uneducated was yeah. the only thing that kind of uneducated with the situation. Yeah. That, that was the only thing that kind of got me uh, like, huh? Mm-hmm. A, a guy who owns a, owns billion, a multi-billion team. dollar yeah. franchise? Yeah. On the, I, mean, he knew, I think he knew it was going to happen because they were obviously going to like that. And it's one of those things that if China doesn't want to do it, then that's so beat on them. Because the same thing happened with a music artist by uh, the name of Zed. Most of you know him. Um, he's had a bunch of different Grammy nominations. He got banned from China on liking a South Park tweet. Literally. <laughs> because they monitored that stuff. And huh? he's very popular. I'm serious. A South Park South tweet? Park tweet that did not co that did not line up with China's views, and now he's banned from that from that country. Oh I mean, man! So yeah, you got to be kidding. So that's man. the thing. I'm just like, you know what? This is how they are. And I get, I totally get the, you know, your your actions are gonna have consequences, and if you can deal with it, that's that's that. I just don't. I mean, well, I just don't. I don't think LeBron is. Far. Yeah, I don't think LeBron is wrong or right. Just don't like. Some of the things he said. That's incredible about that. that they monitor that. Oh though. yeah, oh yeah, and that's just how it is. It's with a, it's all pettiness. the people that live there. How? It's that's it. what I want to know. <laughs> are you gonna keep it? They. How man, are you gonna look at all that? You you'd be when people want something, man. They do whatever they gotta do. Everyone, to get it. every single person that lives there. Oh You're yeah. telling me if I like the tweet what? about South freaking. I'm Park, telling you if you like the tweet, and you and lived I in, lived in China. I you, would be banned. I would say you better be worried that they know. I'm serious. All right. That is scary. But I don't know where this is going to go because the, the league starts next week, and I, I, for real, do not think this is over. There's probably still more, as you saw, 
It just happened this week. Basketball, man. I know. It'll be be interesting to see what happens when the NBA season starts, what they end up doing with all this. But I'm sure we'll be talking about it then, too. Sure, we will. I'm tired of talking about all these. I think it's better talking. We got, I mean, I, I know. I know, but I think it's. I better. want to talk basketball. We will, and we are going to. It's going to happen. I think it's I better. Can't wait. I do think it's better about talk, than talking about Antonio Brown. <laughs> I'll know? give you that. I'm All right. Tired of that guy. All right. Up next, our greatest of a little bit interesting one oh, uh, yeah. coming out of left park, <laughs> left field, left park, whatever you want to call it. Baseball is whatever. Um, left field. It's going to be an interesting one. Y'all stay tuned. This is the hot seat here on UTRadio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live and Twitch. Have our stuff on SoundCloud too. Go check some of that out. Got some good content there. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah Caw Cole, getting all riled up over China and Antonio Brown. <laughs> Soon, Micah will talk about real basketball. All right. I can't wait. This is an interesting one, guys. <laughs> this is an interesting interesting one, to say the least. Um, this one, I, we did our Peloton thing last week, and it sparked inspiration in one of our listeners, and they were telling us that, hey, you should uh, do this segment. Uh, you should do a top three uh, for the strangest athletes' names because they were going down on a list, I guess. And just looking at all these names, and they were just laughing. And I started to look at some too, and I was like, I cannot believe that's the name. And so we decided that this was this was a good what's what <laughs> to have. You know what's what a good greatest of segment to have because I'm a, pretty sure some of these people have never heard of these guys, and, and some of these guys of the, are really old. These, and one of these uh, guys, I couldn't even pronounce <laughs> his name. I was like, oh, huh? all right, let's it's get right the into it, then, man. Thing. Micah, you're up. You know this. You know the drill. Three to one. Who is your top three greatest of strangest athlete names? Well, number three, I find this quite strange because he's a late, he's a former Laker. Okay. And is he still playing? I can't remember. Is it who I think he's pretty old? Yeah. That's uh, who you no. think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big he's three. retired. I couldn't remember three. if he was still. Plays big three. I wasn't the biggest fan of him, but I found it so strange that he changed his name to Meta World Peace. That's right. I was never a big fan of him whenever he was Ron Artest. <laughs> I really wasn't. He, he had a quite the, he was quite an animated person. He had some anger issues. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He was very animated. I was not the biggest fan. I don't know if you were. You might have been. Yeah. I don't know. He's a good I player. I mean, I will say that he did provide some entertainment like the Mount. That's like, true. Uh, and I'll give you that. But... Especially the fight against Detroit. <laughs> Doesn't get much better true. than that. That's true. But Metal World Peace definitely was a standout. Now, the second one. All right. You ready? Yeah. The Force family. Wait. Really? It was John Force who created his own name by winning the NHR huh. or NHRA championship. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So. Huh. That's a really weird one. And I saw that. Whoa. I was like, what on earth? Say that again. The Force family. That's weird. <laughs> Certainly made a name for himself, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I guess so. That one is that one caught me off guard. Now, before I get to you got number some one, mentions? I got some honorable mentions okay. because this one deserves it. <laughs> Chris Moneymaker. Really? Yes. Where from? Or doing what? You know? 
he covers poker. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> poker I mean, is. that makes some sense, I guess. I mean, especially in poker. I mean, that, I mean, if you're a moneymaker, why not, man? That's a funny one, but this one came from our loyal viewer out there. Yeah. Still sitting there. Yeah. Coco Crisp. Ah. That is a rather I'll tell you what, that, interesting that, one. That reminds me of uh, the cereal. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it does. So, sometimes it? I literally look at it and I think Coco Krispies and I'm like, oh, that's not, it's Coco <laughs> Crisp. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's not man. him. All right. But number Co- one. Yeah. Who you got? Oh my gosh, this is so freaking weird. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> and my freaking it? thing blanked out. <laughs> what do you mean? My phone blanked out. Oh, where'd it go? Did you lose it? No, I didn't lose it. This is not loading up for some reason. Because oh, I had really? to put it on my phone so I could actually see it. What's your phone doing? It's being weird. This it is like it all the, blanked. <laughs> exit out of it. This is the same thing we had happen to us last week when, <laughs> when the computer froze. Yeah. Technology don't like us. <laughs> it sure doesn't. Is it going now? Yeah. Oh, it is. that's great. Number one, drum roll. There you go. Chief. Kicking Stallion Oh, I Sims. saw that one, but I didn't want to pick it because I felt like it was racist. So that's Kicking a, Stallion Sims. I, something well, like that. I want to believe he's part of a... <laughs> I want to think that he is part of a... a, he, was a the, he was part of the... He was a center from Alabama State. And, the, and they say the nickname is so hard to pronounce, it's not even worth trying. <laughs> I'm afraid that we're making fun of somebody that was given that name um, because he's part of a, a tribe. I don't know. That's just what I, that's what I that, kicking stallion Sims. That's what I got out of it. Kicking so, stallion Sims. Is that what it is? Does it say where he's from? Oh my gosh, no. Oh man, that's hilarious. Though oh. I found that kind of funny. So it's kicking no, stallion Sims. No, that was a good Sims. one. That was gonna be one of mine, but I left it <laughs> off. I didn't want to dabble into that world. That's so, so weird. All right, Mike, that's a good one. Let me give you mine. Number three. These are tough for me to decide. I had my three decided, but I didn't know how I wanted to. Uh, go about this um before i have my honorable mention is definitely metal world peace there you go yeah that, that's definitely the one all right that was a strange one i think my number three is going to be yeah you ready for this one yes the brickashaw ferguson <laughs> <laughs> it's you ever played for uh the jets man uh football and no. it, I, when i read this one it reminded me of the keen pillskit we actually watched in there before the show where they were going off on all these names like Kringleberry and all of these, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's like Debrickashaw Ferguson, and so I was laughing. I was like, "Oh, that is too good." All right, my number two is th- this one's good. He played basketball. I'm sure some of you guys know this. He was a, I think he was a, yeah, he he was he came up on the list. My honorable mentions, I believe. What did of, he play for? What? What did he play for? Maybe oh, I could man. figure it out. A lot, a lot of know. different teams. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, if there's no head. one specific team, yeah, man. I just yeah. Um, so I think he was. Uh, in my honorable mentions for best athletes turned rappers, or I guess best athletes turned musicians, uh, God <laughs> Sham God. Oh my gosh, I saw that in there. Yeah, and I was like, oof. Yeah, God Sham God. <laughs> I've never. That was a funny uh, look to it. What? What? Yeah, it is weird, and it's weird to say. There's so many weird. And names here comes in here. Here comes God Sham God down the down the court. Like, oh my gosh! Or even Debrickasaw Ferguson with the sack. I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. All right. My number one, because I think the only honorable mention I really want to put up there is, is Meta World Peace. Because that, one, that one's so, that one's just different than everybody else's. Like, cause Nobody else one, thinks- because he changed it. 
Honestly, though, if you had to think of another one, even LeBron, because nobody has that name. No, but that one's nobody. I mean, that one's still that's a more, more of a usual, unique, yeah. I guess. It's unique, but it's more. It's not unusual. It doesn't sound unusual. Yeah. Maybe it's because we've heard it for so long. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we'd have to ask a viewer. Who but like know Metal who World Peace, I'm still like I'm kind of used to it, but I'm not really. Yeah. Like Ron Artest, I totally get, but like the Metal World Peace, I get when he did it. I'm just saying it's just different. Because he changed his name, and then it's that. It doesn't kind of merge together. So that's why I think it's just weird. That's definitely why it's my honorable mention. But my number one, going way back old school. Oh, boy. He played baseball way long ago. Like, way long ago. You ready for this one? Wonderful, terrific Mons Jr. And And he's got an afro. So it just sums the whole thing up. It's great. It's great. An interesting name. Yeah, I didn't even see that. I know he did, he wasn't very good, but he, <laughs> he was there. He was there. Wonderful, terrific Mons Junior. How do you like to say that one? Here comes wonderful, terrific Mons Junior with the pitch. I mean, crazy. <laughs> I wonder. Here's my Junior here's my the- thinking before we get out of here. What's the process in coming with these names? <laughs> because someone was named after a movie that I saw. You obviously have Aha Clinton Dix. Um, which one actually seems pretty normal compared to these. And then there's just some guys with some really unfortunate names. Really unfortunate. <laughs> then, you know, you just can't help it. So I want to know what the scheming is to these. I mean, there was there was one named after a, a rock. Oh, there was a, there's a soccer player called Cled, uh, Credence Clearwater after the, after the band. His first name <laughs> is Credence Clearwater. I don't know. I, I mean... Interesting choice. Well, and Interesting you know what's choice. funny is there's another sport athlete that I kind of found funny Ew. as far as a name. It's an Indian soccer player. His name is Drinkwater. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I've known that for a while, and I'm just like, that's actually a person? Oh, yeah. Drinkwater? Drinkwater. That's great. That's well, a- we have an approving fan of that segment in the... In the- ah, yes. <laughs> Wonderful, terrific. Man, I tell you what, I'd love to meet those guys. Especially wonderful, terrific. That would be interesting. Maybe, maybe, when, he, maybe when he came out, they were like, ah, he looks, like wonder- he looks wonderful and terrific. What do we call him? Let's go with that. <laughs> maybe that's what they said. <laughs> oh, I mean, it could be worse. Said. No kidding. But um, <laughs> there's your greatest of this week. I like those random ones. Those are a lot of fun out of left field. But Wonderful, terrific. Now you know. Now you know everything about Wonderful, terrific Mods Jr. to Ferguson, Brickishoff, Ferguson, uh, <laughs> Coco Crisp. Coco Crispies. Um, yeah, you know them all now. <laughs> so when people ask you, hey, what's the strangest athlete name you've heard? You know, no excuses. <laughs> we just gave you answers. There you go. <laughs> all right, let's get into some MLB playoffs next. You're listening here on the hot seat. It's utaradio.com. Welcome back to... The hot seat here on utaradio.com, where we call out for Jason Garrett's job. <laughs> Facebook Live, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Twitch, SoundCloud. I'm Micah Call Cole, alongside the Birdman, Creighton Branch. <laughs> this is such a good song. I love this song. But uh, Creighton, I got one question for you. Uh, what? The what? How about them Cardinals? <laughs> yeah, you would be saying that if they won. So don't don't come over there like like it's some big improvement. I mean, 
achievement and improvement for it. I mean, it's... Oh, I hate Here's those the guys thing. so Here's much. Here's the thing. I hate St. Louis so much. Here's the thing. Yeah. I but hate those we guys. Still, it doesn't matter because the Rangers still are not in the playoffs. So what are you talking about, man? By the way, I, before we get into this segment, we're talking MLB playoffs. Just our thoughts over the last um, week that we've not been here. Uh, I was just informed that, I didn't think about this, that if there was a wonderful, terrific Mons Jr., that means that there was a wonderful, terrific Mons Sr. Somebody oh, before. So there was two people that were named like that, <laughs> which means the first person was named that way, and the second one thought, this is a good enough name. I'll name my son that. <laughs> so they backed it up. All right. MLB playoffs. It has been a whirlwind. My bracket and your bracket is They're officially shattered. shattered. The Braves are not in anymore. The Dodgers are not in anymore. Oakland's not I mean, in anymore. I didn't have the Dodgers going far, but either ah, way, it's still. still shattered. Yeah. Oakland's not in anymore. The Twins aren't in anymore. And that, is, that, well, leaves us, World Series that leaves us with the Nationals. In the World Series and the well, Yankees and the Series Astros. Pick, that so is it's true. Not completely done. Yankees and the Astros duking it out for the right to go and represent the AL against the Nationals. And yes, you're right. My Yankees are still in, but just, they were shattered. Every all of the brackets shattered. So, what are your thoughts over the past? I know you're oh really boy. big on this Nationals team. So, what are your thoughts over the past couple of uh, these games that we've seen over this weekend since we've last been on air? Whew. I think uh, the only thing that this series between the Nationals and Cardinals proved. Was how good this pitching staff is. You couldn't, you weren't going to see that against the Dodgers because the Dodgers have way too much talent. And even then, Max Scherzer still shut them down. Max Scherzer has been phenomenal in this postseason, and so is Steven Strasburg. And then Anna Paul Sanchez, their number four guy, comes in and shuts down the Cardinals on the road, throw up tossing seven no hit innings. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Before the fifth inning last night. The combined ERA of the team for the series was well under one, which would have been an, an MLB record. So if you take out that fifth inning last night, you got an 0.75 ERA you know for the entire to series. To do that, you have to be torn good. And dang, dang were they good. Gets you excited, doesn't it, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be honest, though. Max what? Scherzer's on the tail end of his career. And this is how important oh, yeah. it is. He's 35 now. This He's still looking like a baller out there, though. <laughs> and he's providing some of the best he's pitched in his entire career right now. And what a time to do it. This may be your only chance, man. You have to win this World Series. Get your ring. Solidify yourself as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because he is the guy to be there. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Look at his numbers throughout his career. All he's missing is that championship. Yeah. Four more wins, you got it. And you are a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no more questioning it if he gets those four more wins. And how funny it is that the Nationals are doing it now without Bryce Harper. You're right. On the roster. He got to be kicking himself. I mean, he took some money, but man. I mean, you got to hate it. But see. If you're Bryce Harper, seeing that. I mean, not not even a year removed since you've signed that contract with Philadelphia. And they're there. And, and we. A lot of people considered Philadelphia to be a playoff team. They didn't even make the playoffs. I know. And here's the thing that <laughs> and you the mentioned funny that thing is I what? didn't have them making the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't either. The, yeah, neither one of us. That, I don't think the, did. The interesting thing you brought up was would they get there if Bryce Harper was still on the Harper was still on the team? 
I don't think so. I don't think they I don't get think Corbin. You do either. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I'll, think you get I'll Corbin. Th- I don't think they get last night. Yeah, I don't think they get the tools they need to make it this far. No, and then you also got a nice replacement, Juan Soto. Then you have Ryan. You, you have Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. You have Howie Kendricks, who got the NLCS MVP. You got these pieces that you needed yeah. to make that elusive run to get past the NLDS. That's the point. I know. You need the piece. Yeah, Bryce Harper's a nice piece to have, but I'm gonna be honest with you. He's a hit or miss guy, man. Oh, that oh, you're saying he's he overrated? In a little bit. Yes, you yes. are. I, he is. Own it. I think he is a <laughs> he is a hit or miss guy. Oh man, man. I'm gonna say it right is now. He, is he? It, I'd look, rather have Juan Soto on my team than a hit or miss. Mike Trout or Bryce Harper? At, Mike Trout. Okay. I don't think that's a question. Yeah. Because I mean, Mike Trout is consistent. Okay. There's your Bryce Harper. When he goes through a cold spell, he goes through a cold spell. Yeah. Huh. It is rough to watch. I gotta say, I am Bryce Harper is great whenever he's on. Shocked. If, if he's on, I want him on my team. But if yeah. he ain't, oh boy. I am shocked with this Nationals team. I was gonna I was really thinking about picking them to go to the World Series, but I just didn't think Dodgers. they would do it. I just didn't think that, I just thought, you I, know, there might be a chance, but I just like logically, I don't think so. I don't even know why I picked and them. Here they are. They've done it. And that's the I told you this earlier when we walk into uh, go eat was this just proves it's not about who the maybe. Well, I mean, I guess the Yankees, but it's about who's the hottest, not who's the best. The this is the hottest team. team coming into the playoffs. But let's not forget where they were in what? the wild card game in oh, Game Five. Yeah, they were six outs yeah. away, and both of well, actually three outs away from losing. Yeah, but no, they no, found it was a way. Six outs. It was six outs. They found a way. But they found a way, man. And and that is clutch. I know you like pitching. That I like clutch. hitting more than pitching, but you like pitching. Well, and you must have had a. Really fun time with this series. <laughs> well, but see, the good thing is, though, for your sake, games what? three and four brought a lot of offense from the, the Washington Nationals, and which yeah. is what you want to see. So, and it also brought my pitching, here's which the, is what I was looking here's for. Here's the problem that I so think it brought they're both gonna, ways. Here's the problem that I want you to ask that you want you to answer this: If they face the Yankees in this World Series, something tells me that they're going to have to do, if not the same, maybe better in that pitching aspect. To even get close to being these Yankees, from what I've seen from New York has done, I mean, okay, I will say that Houston's giving it to New York right now, and they won. And Houston, Houston's up. I'm going to tell you this. So I mean, they're not over yet, Houston. but if New York gets there, okay, go ahead with, with the Houston well, thing before I go. As long if New York can start to punch some offense yeah. out on this t- pitching staff, it's over. Okay, like the Yankees will yeah. come back and win this series without question. That's the only thing keeping this team afloat. Okay, let's be honest, like that. <laughs> that Astros team struggled against they Tampa did. Bay. They, they did. really struggled. They almost lost. Yeah, they did. They almost lost yeah. it. They almost blew it. Yeah. And, I'll t- and Zach Greinke does not look good this postseason. He's no. allowed the most home runs among anybody in the postseason this year. Five home runs. So uh, you cannot do that, man. And then that's one. Of, that's supposed to be one of your three shutout guys. Yeah, it is. And then obviously your fourth fourth guy isn't really existent. <laughs> <laughs> if the- so, what do you do? Yeah, and if the Yankees make it to the World Series, let's say they beat Houston, what's the what? What's it going to take? By the it's got to take that right. The pitching effort from the Nationals, right? What it's what they just did with St. Louis. It's got to be if and not. Let's not forget the same, like, if not better, to beat the Yankees. Don't you think it's going to be well, a hard task for the Nationals to win? I, I know I had a lot of questions about the Yank or the Twins, but they still waxed them. Who? Oh yeah, I had my, I had my questions. I I, love, <laughs> I really like that Twins team, and watching them live, I was like, man, this team can hit. 
Well, they, 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 these, they, these they taught these them how to play baseball. So good, they though. taught them how to play baseball. And that just goes to prove, hey, when these guys are on, it's over. And maybe the long layoff, you know, kind of played effect, but clearly not because they waxed Houston game one. I know that they could do that again. Like, they, they put Zach Greinke on the mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. Like, boy, if you can get to Garrett Cole mm-hmm. or Justin Verlander, yeah, you're going to win this series. Okay. Because I think they'll win the next two at New York. You it's going to come you down to game six so. and seven. You would think so. I don't see them losing another one at New York. If you win the next two. If they play the like Nationals to, in the postseason. Okay, let's do, let's do two different things. If they play the Nationals in the postseason, and we'll reevaluate when this, season, when, this, when this one's over. But right now, what you've seen from the Nationals and the Yankees and the Astros, if the Yankees play the Nationals in the World Series, how many games does that go, do you think? Seven. Okay, if they play the Astros. Seven. Really? Okay. And here's why. Okay. Because... If the Astros and the Yan- or if the Astros and the Nationals face off in the champ or in the in the World Series, yeah. nobody's going to score. <laughs> Seriously, nobody's going to well, that's score. That's what I'm saying about New York is like, are they going to be too offensively powered for for the Nationals to even like have a chance to stay with them? Well, they're going to have to do the pitching the thing, performance though. they had this past season. I mean, series. I don't think the the Yankees have good pitching. I'm not trying to down them, but I'm just saying compared to Houston, where they have guys like Justin Verlander and Outside of their ones and one and two, yeah, I don't think that they have much depth in the starting pitching role. No, I mean the Yankees, so that could be a problem. You've seen that. You've seen that. See, the thing with the Nationals is they have Max Scherzer, they have Steven Strasburg, they have Mac, they have Corbin, they have even Anibal Sanchez, who is your four guy shutting down people. Yeah. They shut down the Dodgers, allowed only one run in the first round and in five inning on two hits. He shut down the Cardinals, only allowed one hit the entire game, and seven and two-thirds. Like, that's your four guy. I know. Are you kidding me? Well, that's what's going to have to happen. It's the same thing with defense wins, defense wins championships. Pitching is going to have to win them a championship. And, and you also have guys like Doolittle, who's very reliable out of the bullpen. And they also got Hudson at the trade deadline, which he's been a massive help. And you saw that last night when he closed that game. Yeah. He got a four-out save. I just don't, and they have enough Whoa. offense to get it done. They, do they just always a, no, find a way to have, get the clutch do they, hits. Do they have enough though? They enough. Do. If the Yankees are Yankees into being who the Yankees usually are, like the Yankees with the Twins series, do they have enough offense? Dang, I, I yeah, that would be hard. I but know. See, That's the thing is though, you're basing better pitchers though. I know the Twins. That's what didn't I'm saying. It's going to have to take that kind of effort. Right? Yeah. We don't know yet. We're going to see. It's going to be interesting, but both games if are anyone postponed. can, I think Washington's the team to do it because they, I agree. They're, they're one, they're the best team since May. They're 74 and 38, plus an I mean, eight I game winning streak thought... going in, plus a wild card <laughs> win, plus an NLTS victory against a very powerful Dodgers team, and then a complete the Braves... sweep against uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, I thought the Braves would be the ones that could beat New York. But just for some not weird here. reason, not uh, here, so it's just Nationals. for some reason, the Braves can never crack the LDS. Oh, no, that's for whatever the reason, for whatever reason, they just can't. That's the seem to. They, it almost seems like they're scared once they get to that point. But um, <laughs> I they postponed both but... games today. They're playing them tomorrow, uh, right? No, one... there, there was there was only supposed to be well, one, one game. Sorry, and they're playing the, the one tomorrow, and then the next right. one after that. Yeah, okay. they'll, they'll go four days straight. There's no off I mean, day now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of really that's going to play into a factor too. Honestly, I think the Nationals got it a good, some rest at a good time. Is it allows some guys oh, to yeah. rest? Um, they need it. But they con- need it. Congratulations to your uh, Cardinals for losing again. <laughs> I know that. I know that makes you happy. 
because we saw we saw last week what would happen and, what yeah. happens when your teams don't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 2011 obviously yeah. I'm still sensitive about that, but 2012 the, this Nationals team saw that. That exact same <laughs> yeah, no. deja vu but, yeah. moment. A year later, in game five of the LDS, I felt so bad for those guys because I knew exactly how it felt. Well, Boy. it's going to be fun I'm to see. I'm glad that they got their revenge because that's what needed to happen. It's going to be fun to see what happens in this uh, series leading into the World Series and then the World Series, depending on who represents the AL. And I won't lie. A lot of people were... Uh, well, seeing uh, relapses of that in the fifth inning last night. Yeah. Like, I was talking to a lot of Nationals fans because I know a, co- a couple. Oh, yeah? And they were seeing those, like, it got to 7-4, to four, and they were like, oh, no, not again. Oh, well, you never know, but, but they then pulled it I out. I was like, no, they're going to be okay. This is more of an exorcism in my eyes. Like, okay. They just Whoa, have what to get word. past. They have to get past the demons to, to get by there these dudes. All and right. they sure did. <laughs> we got to get out of the segment, but we'll be talking a little bit more baseball Later in the week, as the World Series concludes, that'll be a fun one. Hopefully the Blue Bloods, as in the New York Yankees, can find a way to make baseball right again. We'll see. It's going to be a fun one. It's a great story, though, the Nationals. It is a great story. First uh, World Series in franchise history. That's right. Including up, the Expos. Up next, somebody has taken over Mahomes' spot for NFL MVP favorite. Ooh. We're going <sighs> to talk about who we think deserves to be the MVP. So we haven't gotten into that yet here on the Hot Seat. Listen to UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it. I'm Micah Cock Cole. Alongside the Birdman Creighton branch. It looks like we got mixed up on the segment numbers there, Creighton, because this is number seven. It was your turn, but that's okay. This is number seven. No, you're looking at my I changed it. You looking at my text? No, I'm saying the segment what? number as in it was your turn to come in. But Oh. <laughs> Dang it. Guess you'll just do it Why on the eighth one. That's time. okay. I'm telling you, these times are mixing us up, but that's okay. Golly. <laughs> Even though this happens every week. I but. do wish, I do have to say, it's pretty impressive you know all those baseball stats off the top of your head. For anybody that's not watching, Micah doesn't have anything in front of him. He's teeing off on him all in his head. I mean, all those roster spots, all the stats. I've never, it's, it's crazy you in baseball. I mean, I don't know how you do it. Uh, but anybody love the that's game, not, man. Anybody that's it's not love wa- the sports, yeah, I man. I love the sports. Anybody that's not watching, he love. does not have a single piece of paper in front of him during that baseball segment. He's this and that and this and that and this and that. I'm like, all right. I don't. I was like, that's the one thing I can't do with baseball is do that. <laughs> There's too many numbers, but <laughs> I just learned to kind of get used to them all, and you know, it just comes together. Oh, geez. Okay. But there's a lot. There's so, a... going back to football, NFL, we haven't even got to talk about our MVPs uh, other than our predictions, but somebody has uh, surpassed Mahomey. We call him here on the oh. show Kermit the Frog, you know. Love that guy. Either one. Still uh, love him, even though he's I, not the favorite right? right now. The new favorite for NFL MVP is Russell Wilson. Seattle Seahawks quarterback following him is Patrick Mahomey, 250 odds. Uh, Deshaun Watson's next third in line, Christian McCaffrey fourth, Tom Brady fifth, and Aaron Rodgers rounds out to sixth. A question to you, Micah, is who do you think at this point in time, week six, going into week seven, who deserves to be the MVP? Who has impressed you? Honestly? Yeah. I have no problem with that list. Okay. And that's no discredit to Patrick Mahomes because he's still been great. 
It's just, man, Russell Wilson has always been good. Yeah. He's always been good. And I have, there's no reason to feel bad to be under Russell Wilson. And I think the issue. That is a, yeah. a, a good name to be under. And let me give you some stats That is perfectly okay. <laughs> for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, uh, out of the six games he's played, uh, has a 72.5 um, completion rate. Uh, 17,000, I mean, uh, 1,704 yards. 17,000. Yeah, right? That'd be crazy. <laughs> 1,700 yards, basically. 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. Patrick Mahomey, uh, out of the six games, 63 completion rating, 2,100 yards already, <laughs> 14 <laughs> touchdowns, one interception, and then, like, Deshaun Watson out of the six games, 69.7% completion rating, 1,644 good. yards, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. And so those That's are the, those good, are three. That's pretty good, man. I know. And uh, so who do you do you think? So you're okay with it. So you do think yeah. that Russell Wilson at this point in time deserves to be the MVP? Yeah, and he's always in the conversation, man. Oh yeah, I, I see no issues here. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Right Absolutely, now, and that's not even a question. And I, I I almost believe that most viewers will agree with me on that. Mm-hmm. He he just always finds a way with Seattle. Always that he just finds his way. He, in a sense, he's kind of like. Don't take this the wrong way. What? But he's kind of like a Tom Brady okay. when no, you think about no, it. No, no, that's fine. Because he just always finds a way to win no matter who's around him. And like he racked up 300 yards on Pittsburgh, and 406 let's... yards on the Rams, 268 yards on Oaks, no, New Orleans. On uh, the Rams, he racked up 200 and, uh, 268 yards, and then with Cleveland, 295. I still find that funny that their only loss is to New Orleans. <laughs> No kidding. That is so weird. Now that's working out for Teddy Bridgewater. You tell me, man. But um, he's like Dak at this point. Just out of nowhere, just starts to win games. Here's and then like the next person in line would be like Christian McCaffrey, and he he has racked up 618 yards total in 2019. Uh, 128 yards the first game. 153 against Arizona. 176 against Jacksonville. He's being considered heavily too. So I don't I don't know about if that's I mean he's played great but I don't know if he's in the same class as Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Russell Wilson. No. But for me, you pick you think Russell Wilson deserves to be the MVP right now. Yeah. Uh, and right he's now he's carried a big load, man. Yeah, right he, now he's, he's the man. I will. I, I I no I I agree. Uh, to me, it's a toss up between. I think Mahomes has done great, but I think the issue with Mahomes is these past couple of games have been the reason he slipped. And Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. I think you could pick either one of those guys. And I think I think Deshaun Watson is a, just a step right below right now. But he is going to be... Deshaun Watson is really he's good, so, guys. He's, he's so, so good. good. I'm so glad he's getting to play. And he's he's actually good in this league. Because when he was in Clemson, I said, I that kid is going to be legit. He was and a lot so of people, good. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't believe in him because I of his size. Him. But come on, he's just so... Who cares about size? I, that's what I'm saying. It's the same. You, if you got it, you got it, man. Yeah, I agree. But I think right now the way he's playing, Russell Wilson does deserve to be the MVP, but Patrick Mahomes is still right there. And here's the thing with Patrick Mahomes. It takes one game. It takes one single game, and he could throw himself back into this thing, like oh, above Easily. everybody else. Because, I mean, who else, a- who else is throwing 2,100 <laughs> yards? Russell Wilson's got 1,700. That's pretty close. But that's a whole game behind. At least. A, and that's a good, a whole great game behind. If he throws a, a game and maybe an extra quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't think a it's out of the realm to say that that Patrick Mahomes is still uh, is out of the conversation for MVP. I still think he's played great. I mean, except it just happens to be these yeah. last two. And 
It didn't help that he lost to Deshaun Watson this week, but he plays the Broncos next. You don't think he's going to do something with that team? He's going to he do something well against the Broncos. He very well can pick apart that defense. Yeah, and I think he's going to have a pretty good time against the Packers too, even though their defense is semi-better than it usually is. But he can throw himself right into it. Uh, and then, you know, Russell well, Wilson. This what, is why going? I picked uh, Seattle to win the, the division, because oh, yeah. I always trust. I know Pete Carroll has had his issues but, nah, but in still, the Super man. Bowl, but come on. He's still a good coach. Here's he's thing, a great coach, yeah. and I'd love to have him on the Cowboys. Let's be honest. <laughs> Pete Carroll could do something with this team. But, man, it's Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson this is going to be the reason. <laughs> if they win a Super Bowl, he's going to be the reason. Like This is the first time I think <laughs> that if they win the Super Bowl, which they have a pretty good shot at right now from what I'm seeing, Russell Wilson is going to be the reason. Before it was the Legion of Boom in the defense, and Russell Wilson was really good. Helped drive it, but he wasn't the leader, and he wasn't the reason. He will be the reason this time, and that that'll be a big deal. But um, he's playing out of his mind just as much as Patrick Mahomes is. But he's just played better these past two weeks. And honestly, this is part of the reason why I kind of knocked on the Rams because, and credit to them for making the move for Ramsey. That's that could help them significantly down the road. But yeah. uh, I just, you know, honestly, that Rams team last year reminded me. You want to know what that reminded me of? The Cam Newton oh, yeah? to the Super Bowl run. Yeah. It did feel like it. Honestly, it kind of felt because it's just kind of out of the blue, man. I mean, it's, I, think it's I more still think they're a good team. Don't I think get it's because their defense, though. Um, their defense was so good last yeah. year. That kind of carried them through. And, I mean, no, Jared Goff did what he had to do. Yeah, he just was hanging in but there. But he wasn't really anything <laughs> yeah. stunning. I don't think so either. He wasn't anything... Ab- more than maybe above average. Here's some of, uh, yeah, no, he wasn't. Here's some of Patrick Mahomes' numbers throughout these games. Uh, 378 yards against Jacksonville, 443 against Oakland, Baltimore, 374. That was three days, I mean, three games in a row. Gosh. 315 against Detroit, 321 against Indy in the loss, and 273 in the Houston loss. So this dude's putting up 300 yards plus usually, and that's considered a bad game. So I mean, two seventy three isn't even that. No, bad. and that's what I'm saying. You oh, could toss, most you could toss it off right now between Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes, and that's why I just think Russell Wilson's the favorite. And to me, right now, deserves to be just slightly because of his game the past two weeks. Do I think that Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP? No, I honestly believe that Mahomes is going to end up winning this MVP he still again. Will. He still will because I he, think. But yeah, I don't see any disrespect to putting uh, Russell Wilson there because I mean he's still nah, a great he player. Yeah, he he does a lot of good things. He's a remarkable player, man. That there was your proof that height doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah, Which that, I that hate, was the first. I hate that hint. about the NFL because and it that, doesn't you're matter. Right, it doesn't matter to me anymore. It don't matter. It shouldn't matter to anybody. A lot of people had th- fears with Kyler Murray. He's I doing know. okay. He, the people kept saying he can't see over the line. He can't pass over the line. He's gonna have a hard time getting hit. Ah, uh, he's doing just fine, man. <laughs> he's doing just fine. He can play the quarterback position in the NFL. So can Baker he's two, Mayfield. Three and one. I mean, Baker he's Mayfield, right there, man. I mean, Baker Mayfield has had a little bit of issue winning, but playing the position is not that big of an issue. It's just his. It's his decision okay. making. It's not because he can't play. He just it's needs just, to learn. Yeah, and so that that comes short with time. Quarterbacks, and that's how he's going to learn. And Russell Wilson's won a, the Super Bowl <laughs> and went to a second. Yeah. So. He's pretty good. He man. can do it. And it's not like here's the thing. If Russell Wilson was going out in the Super Bowl and throwing fifty yards and they were and you know, it'd be different. But he I mean, he's doing a good enough job it, to win that game. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> if you take out Tom Brady, Russell Wilson is the most consistent quarterback in this league. Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. If you take out Tom Brady. Some people would say that he's more consistent than Tom Brady at this point. I don't think that's true, but I mean Tom Brady wins Super Bowls consistently. Oh, yeah. But 
the thing that Russell Wilson does, he always gets his team to the playoffs no matter who he has around him. And he's always, they're always in the conversation. They're always sneaking in the conversation. Last year, a lot of people had the, the Seattle Seahawks, if you don't remember, yeah. out of the playoffs because of yeah. how many changes. It seemed like they were a dumpster fire. They traded everybody. I do, like, think, do you remember that? Yeah, no. And they ended up getting a wild card and being right there against Dallas. <laughs> Which is crazy. And I do think it's fair to say that guys like um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are still there too. I do think Aaron Rodgers has been good this year. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, out of six games, has had a 62.6 completion and, rating. And he's got and his team to 1,590 yards, almost 1,600 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Tom Brady has had. A 65.4% completion rating with 1,743 yards, 10 Jeez. touchdowns, 3 interceptions. So that, that dude, dude just might end up, he might end up <laughs> winning or becoming second if it, when it's all said and done. People say, and people have said that Tom, Tom Brady, Brady just won't quit, man. He, yeah. he has it. And, you know, That's here, crazy. here's his stats. 341 against Pitt, Pittsburgh, 264 against Miami, 306 against New York, New York Jets, yeah. Okay. 150 against Buffalo, Yikes. 348 against Washington and New York Giants. Uh, 334, and he's thrown an interception in the last three games. I forgot but how for ugly some reason, that game was. Yeah, but for some reason, he's washed up. So I think, he, I mean, that's what everybody said. I know, but everybody says that. And they're and undefeated. Still, and here he goes. They're undefeated, and he's still throwing 348 yards in games. You know, <laughs> So I think he's going to have a chance at the end to, to, to sneak in there. To sneak in that. I mean, I think he's in the conversation. I think he's going to have a chance to be second or win, but Patrick Mahomes is probably just going to throw his way right back into winning it. Because he just can. He's just better than everybody else right now. He just knows how to do it. He's He's like LeBron. He can just, whenever he wants to be on, he can be. (laughs) I know. Boy, that's scary to think about. It's going to be fun to see uh, that battle between, and especially if Mahomes and Tom Brady meet in that championship game again, battle between who's going to take the MVP. That's who we want. It's going to come down to a game like that. Oh, man. I would love to see that. I would really Who's going to take the MVP and then when they decide it and then they play each other, it'll be even better. It's like, do you deserve it? It's going to be really fun they to see. They should decide on the AFC Championship if that happens. Really. I know. Seriously. Why well, not? It's like, wish. go win it. Well, I wish they would do that. I wish they'd do the awards after everything. But they don't. No league does that. I wish every league would do that. Uh, I thought the, no, the MLB does. No, I thought the NFL did it after the championship. They do it before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish they do it after every after all the games. I think the NBA does it. NBA like does that. it before the season, postseason starts. Yeah. Are you sure? They do because Dirk got his MVP oh. award after they lost in the first round of Golden State. Oh, yeah. You, no, no, yeah, you're right. Sorry. They Yeah. It may be during the playoffs. I don't remember. But I know that they don't do it right away. What? No, they do it after the playoffs. Sorry. But they only factor in regular season. Yeah. Which is dumb. Yeah. and the, think, But the MLB does it after, right? I think so. Yeah. I think the Cy Young and all that gets yeah, announced after. Yeah, it should after. be after. Okay. It'll be fun to see what this football season brings. I think it's going to be... Between Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and Tom Brady, do you think so too? And then Russell yeah, Wilson right now is the favorite. Right. Yeah. Do you think in your eyes? In my eyes too. Seems fun. <laughs> That's a good end. I, I hate how Seattle is just in the one division where, well, where oh, being five oh, and one isn't I, enough. I know. It's That's unfortunate. so unfortunate. Because well, I did pick that team to win the division, but hey, if you take a care of business against the 49ers, who knows? Well, that's all you have to do if you keep winning. <laughs> all right. That's the so. NFL. It's going to be fun to see how that one unfolds. Up next, it will be. NBA preseason is almost is almost done. Season is almost upon us. We're not giving our predictions just yet. We'll do that next week, but we are going to talk about what we like from this Mavericks team over the past yeah. couple of games. It's coming up here on the Hot Seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat. Here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, 
streaming live on Facebook, live, Twitch. Find our stuff on SoundCloud. Got some good content there. My name is Creighton Branch. Man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. Hanging in on the last segment of the night. Able to cut closer to the time. That's good. That's good. We're making progress. You mentioned earlier how fast it goes, man. This thing just trucks. I just looked up the clock and I'm like, whoa. Right. It's 7.45 already. Uh, and we yeah. still have two segments to go. Uh, we got one, though, right now. Well, don't, now we have everybody one. that's listening, don't tune out because we, we do only have one. <laughs> you, you're, almost got, you're almost done with us. <laughs> All right. I know, I know you're bothered by us, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah, we'll throw yeah. in a pick em or two. At yeah, the we end, definitely so. will. We definitely will. Um, okay. Preseason is upon us, which means the NBA season is upon us. Ooh. It's the first time we're getting to see Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis in action. And right now we're not too hot in preseason, but I never worry about the, the, the wins and losses in preseason because they're trying out so many different things, trying to experiment, see what they got. And, Honestly, and guys are getting healthy again yeah. and trying to get into shape. But I like the, but I, I do pay attention to what I see on the court from everybody. So I, I, I know you've played some, paid some attention to this team and everybody around the league too. What what has impressed you first most about this Mavericks team? And then we'll kind of get into a broader spectrum of like who has really surprised you on an NBA basis. What about the Mavs? Oh, man. Uh, last night, I think, was more of a trial run of what we're probably going to see. Yeah. Boy, did they look good. Chris Stapps and Porzingis and Luka Doncic, or their last game against the Oklahoma City. I can't remember if it was Sunday or Monday, but that's beside the point. Yeah. They looked really good. They looked good. They looked like they had some chemistry with each other, and boy, is that nice to have. Maybe it was just being on the team last year with with Luca. Maybe they just had a chance to bond. I don't know, but maybe that helped. I don't know. I know he didn't <laughs> play, but that could have helped. I mean, possibly. Yeah. No, no, it might. I'm mean, seriously. Who though. knows? And they're good. I mean, they were good friends before he got traded. You know, correct. So and that's just, nice. To that have. helps out. Like, if you're friends with somebody, oh, man, that just helps the chemistry already right but, off the bat. It's like, oh, I get to play with you? Let's go. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And Luca, which is so nice to see, is in these preseason games, hasn't really lost his step. Like, you can tell, like, th- th- this is the thing. Nobody like, knows how to guard him. Yeah, this season we're going to find out if it was a fluke or not and if he's for real. And right now it's looking like he's for real, and which is really, really promising to see. I can't wait to see Chris Stapps And it's good to see that Chris Stapps – Played 26 whole minutes. He got 13 rebounds, 17 points. <laughs> oh man! And and that is a Luca got 19 points and 10 rebounds. It's they, looking pretty good, man. Double double and right I, off the bat. Here's two, the, back two if, double doubles. Here's the thing: if we can get two people on our team that are that good, maybe we can get some pieces around us. Because I think we're still gonna have to trade a couple well, and get honestly, some new players. I think we're what? I think we're at the point of making it to the playoffs. But maybe if we get another piece, maybe we sneak into seven. Maybe well, here's the thing: yeah, if we get another piece. We're, we're, I think we're, we're right now to me, we're like on an eight looking out kind yeah, of thing. Like it's, it can be either or, out. but like if we get another piece, I think we're safely in probably. And like maybe even, even, even Cleaver's playing maybe. pretty all right. I'm surprised by that. 14 points and four rebounds last game. The, they're loving what he's bringing to the table. He's playing a great uh, power forward position. If he can bring something off the bench, which he did last year. Yeah. He brought a great effort off the bench and he certainly brought great production off the bench. So I know. Um, he could be a nice six man to have in there. Seriously, like, like Luca Doncic the game before, and maybe on occasion he can uh, start some games <laughs> for this team. Luca with the game against Milwaukee, twenty seven point seven rebounds. Kristaps <laughs> eleven and five, and then I, the only problem with me 
that I'm seeing that that's it's nice to have another big piece that you know just on the team. It's nice to have a second guy, not just relying on one person. The only the only problem that I have is when I look at this roster, the starting five, and I see guys like okay, obviously Porzingis and Doncic is okay, but I I see guys like Wright, Kleber, and Lee. I'm a little hesitant. Sometimes Jackson too. Well, I'm a little hesitant that that's not a good enough starting five to get you anywhere. No, but you know, I mean, I no. I'm going to tell you a player that I do like oh. uh, the move because I mean he did good for us. So whenever he was here before, Seth Curry. Yeah, there, a lot of people are liking honestly. Those moves. And he doesn't I mean, score I know a lot. He, I know he's not like Steph Curry. But no, he he's can, not. He's still a but crafty he's a player. much better three point shooter than he was before when he left us. And and he also has some playoff experience now with Portland. <laughs> yeah, he got to the conference finals. He is he is a guy with the with the name when you when you think of the name Curry, you think three point shooters. And he is now that guy that you can actually rely on him for three point shooting. Beforehand, you couldn't. I mean, yeah, but when he's he went no to, Steph Curry, obviously. No, but I'm when he went when he went to Portland, he was completely reliable. He was in the three point shooting contest, and he almost won the thing. So I remember that. Yeah. So that was a fun one. It was a fun one, and so you can now be confident that this guy, if you hand him the ball open he in can, the corner he or something, shot. he's going to get you a shot. And he doesn't That's score a, a nice lot. Pickup. He doesn't score you a lot of points. But he's going to score you enough points to make it feel six points from him at the right time. Me, I didn't like like him at first. Yeah, I didn't like. I liked the move. I didn't like. I love Seth. Although he's such a good guy, um, coming from Duke, he played. He was great there. I think he's a good kid. That whole Curry family uh, is is a great family. (laughs) Yeah, and he's they've raised some great kids. But coming in, I didn't know if he could do it or not. I mean, obviously, he wasn't his brother, and I didn't know if he could be. A formidable, a formidable piece, and he really wasn't all that good. He was good for us, but he wasn't that good for us. Yeah. And then he went to Portland, and then things completely changed. Uh, changed his game into this three-point shooting uh, attack, and just developed so well. Now he's back, and I do love this move that having him back. I think it's going to help out our shooting a lot. He is hands better than that thief, <laughs> which I don't even know if I should say his name, Wesley Matthews. Took all our money. <laughs> yeah. He is, I think he's a way better shooter than Wesley Matthews and We're not is. even paying half that. No. I know. So, Which is nice. But I am. This is the first time. So you got your two big money bugs out of the way. Harrison Barnes isn't yeah. here anymore. And you I don't know. have to deal with. A, but I like Harrison Barnes, but he's yeah, just getting paid true. too much. I like his defensive yeah. side. His offense was uh, shaky. Yeah, it was shaky. It, it should have been a lot better, but it wasn't. Um. And then Wesley Matthews. This is the first so, time. So you actually got uh, some cap room now if you want to try to go make a move. We got to find somebody. And I think gotta we got to find somebody. Do I don't know why we have such a hard time, but we got to find somebody. But here's the thing is that this is the first looking. time, the first time since the, you know, in, 2011. <laughs> probably in eight years, maybe 2012, because I didn't know how bad it was going to be yet. I mean, it could have been worse. Maybe eight or yeah, eight yeah. years that I have been actually excited for what this team can bring. Uh, I mean, the Vince Carter years were good when they beat San Antonio. I mean, when, San Antonio. Yeah. Like, they, they, they took, took to San Antonio seven to seven. And they ended up winning the championship. Bad. That wasn't bad, but I, was never, I, never, I knew we would never really go anywhere. <laughs> this team, just I'm saw gen- playoffs, this, is the, this is the first time I'm really excited about where this team can go and what this They're team brings. They're going in the right direction, and that's what we're looking for. Which and honestly, one I think more piece, this year... I think. I think this year you really need to make it to the playoffs. I'm not expecting anything. No. Once you get there, just yeah. get there. Making the playoffs would be a major uh, sign for me, saying that hey, this we're, team we're is going, coming. Yeah, we're going the right way. 
Um, and that's what I want to see. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting to go to the second, third round. Yeah. Just get into the playoffs. Get these guys some experience, especially Luca. Luca. So why not? Luca's why not? Luca's I'd on like the, to see what he do is in the on playoffs. a path to be on a path to be one of the best players ever to play. His stats are showing it. And oh, yeah. He hasn't slowed down. But uh that's the Mavs, man. Well, I would I'm I would excited. love to see Luca in a playoff situation. <laughs> oh, I, I really think he'd would. ball out. I think he would. I, I think, think he would I think do just one, fine. It'd be one of those things where you talk about his performance for years to come. I would love to see what Luca can do on a national scale. Everybody getting to watch him drops like forty. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be fun to watch. Oh. Even even if we're an eight seed, I think he could still do something like that. Have a great performance or two at home. Yeah, as an eight seed, we'll maybe s- even steal a game they from need somebody to get to like playoffs. the Clippers. We'll there's, there's not that one standout team this year, really. Not yet. At we'll, least we'll that see. we know of. I think I think it's going to end up being L.A. Um, yeah. Before we get into the pickoffs, I mean pickoffs, <laughs> the pickums. <laughs> the um, there hasn't been a team that stood out to you besides the Mavs. Like I know you watch the Mavs deeply, but who's a team that's that, that honestly? Has, who I wouldn't say it's a standout yeah. because I mean we know them. I think I, know I, I think the, Golden State. Oh really? Still? Yeah. I because, think they're showing that they're still who they well, are. That the thing that excites me about this team is they were good before Kevin Durant yeah. came in. So why is everyone saying, "Oh, they're that's gonna be, the thing"? Yet they're going to have such a huge drop. They still got Draymond Green. They have the Clay Thompson brothers. and Steph Curry. Clay Thompson's not going to be in there, but he's going to be in there come playoff time. And they'll be that, there when it matters most. And I could argue they have better talent, possibly better talent than they did the year before Kevin Durant, um, all around. Because now they got another they shooter. Have some depth now. They got another shooter, and Russell coming in from Brooklyn. And so I think they're going to have some I think they're going to have some depth and they're going to be they're going to be a hard out for anybody. A team I think it, they'll still be a top 4 seed. I know. Before I think they still could be. My my team that surprised me won Los Angeles, the Lakers, not because I didn't know that they I didn't think that they were going to be I bad, think, but man, they're really good. Way like I think this team right up from the jump is going to be right there to just dominate the league. So Number 2. My, oh, sorry. Okay, and then I'll give you my number two, and then we'll go, and then we'll go to pick them. Number two, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. Those guys are coming. They might not make the playoffs <laughs> this year. Maybe they That'd will. Scary. If they do, you better be worried. Hey, whenever whenever the Pelicans uh, come to town, let's go to a game. Let's go oh, see Zion. And this kid, I, I have love, to. I'll tell you what real quick. I love the, Here, what this kid brings to the table. Whenever the show is done, let's go in there and uh, buy tickets now. <laughs> I, have, right? I love what this kid brings to the table, but I can't stand... When he scores 27, 26, and 21 and all that. And people are like, oh, he only scores in the paint. What's the point? It still counts as two points, doesn't it? It's points it's, in my it, book. When you go 13 for 15 hey, if they can't and you're stop shooting you, then 90%, why don't you take it? Yeah, and you're taking 90%, why would you not? That's the if most efficient If they're just going to give it to you, you got to take it. Under the basket is way more efficient than shooting from full court, even exactly. if you're Steph Curry. So I love what this Pelicans team has. Oh. I think I think Lonzo's going to have a great year getting out from Los Angeles, getting to play with his friends and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, and uh, oh, being able to be being able to lob the ball to Ooh. Zion. You've already seen it. They I'm got telling good you, the West is a very uh, interesting. I cannot season. wait. You might see all eight Pelicans. teams getting 50 wins. <laughs> Probably so. What's your question before we get to Pickums? Holy cow, I forgot. Did you forget? Okay, oh, that's fine. Oh, sorry, do you see... A Lakers Clippers matchup in the playoffs this year. That would that, be the only time entertaining. I, only time I would see it. You can't, would be, you can't say I would that see, it wouldn't be entertaining. I think I think they I think they're going one and two. The only time I would see it would be in the uh, conference finals, and it would go seven, and it'd be a great game. I'm talking about. Come on, you can't tell me that wouldn't be amazing. <laughs> it to would see. be. I'm talking about LeBron James scoring 35, Anthony Davis <laughs> scoring 38, Kawhi Leonard dropping 40. 
Paul George dropping like 29. I mean, everybody would be all over the place. It'd be a really fun series. And all the games would be played in Staples. I would love it. All right, get your pick. I would love to go to that kind of game, but unfortunately, that would be a hard ticket to get. <laughs> all right, let's get into this, Creighton. So there's a great game going on in Indianapolis, the Colts and the Texans. One point favorite for the for the Colts. You know, the, the Colts, the Colts surprising. beat Mahomey, and they're riding high with some, with some um, momentum with Brissett. But I love what Deshaun Watson's bringing to the hey, table Deshaun right Watson, now. Uh, Houston, too. Houston's doing really good. They beat him too. Yeah, you're right. Houston, Houston's doing great. Deshaun Watson's balling out like he should be. I'm picking Houston, and I'm picking him to win by seven. I'm picking Houston. Okay. By two. Okay. By two scores. Oh, okay. Ten points. Ten okay. points. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do two more. Let's do. Mm, this one's hard. The C- oh. I'll do the Seahawks and Ravens Sunday night football. Ooh. Or no, Sunday oh. afternoon football. On Fox. You know what? Going with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Ooh. I'm picking Lamar Jackson here. That's tough, but I'm doing <laughs> it. I'm doing it. I love Lamar Lamar Jackson's play uh, has brought to the table so far. He has played really, really good uh football. And I think he's gonna find a way to beat this team. What's the what's the spread? The line? It's only three and a half in favor of Seahawks. So pretty much the home spread. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I got Brooke, I got I got Baltimore by three. You're taking Seahawks? Yeah. I'll Bye. take the Seahawks by three. Okay. That's a tough Whoa, one, man. That's, that's, that's a toss-up. That would be a fun one. That's like I could flip a coin, and I, that, I would be yeah. fine with that decision either way because they're both That will be teams. the best Monday night matchup we've had yet. Uh, oh, it's actually Sunday afternoon. I thought it was Sunday Sunday. Okay, night. well, it's Sorry. fine. Yeah, best but, Sunday game they probably have. All right, have. Creighton. Now's the moment. This could decide our season. The Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, a field goal favorites. Ooh. Against the Philadelphia. We're playing Eagles. it here. Yes. Uh, this is tough. I would not be surprised that the Eagles do win this game, and it's going to be awful if they do. But I am sticking with Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott only to rise above the negativity, find a way to win over Jason Garrett's <laughs> in unbelievable, <laughs> incomparable coaching skills, and he is going to find a way to win. With Zeke maybe running about 80 yards, it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be close. What's the line three? Yeah. Picking Dallas to win in a late touchdown because right. Brett Maher's not going to help you, so they're not going to go to him. <laughs> so I'm going I'm going Dallas. Actually, I'm going Dak Prescott by seven. <laughs> I love it. Well, on a normal week, I would definitely pick Philadelphia here. Yeah. But honestly, I think they created a recipe for disaster with their coach. Oh. Calling them out and saying we got a guaranteed huh. win here, huh, I think that fires bad. up these guys, man. You, it's Philadelphia. They're coming to town. They think they're gonna win easily here yeah. after you had a terrible loss to the Jets. I'll tell you this. I think the Cowboys are gonna take care of business in this game. Okay, and make us Ooh. you know feel good going to a bye week. It won't be easy. Yeah, but I'm gonna pick us to win by a touchdown. All we'll right, a- and I will say this: if they don't win. We're going to be back on this but show on Wednesday. I'll take Going them, to town on them. So. I'll take them 24-17. Nice. Okay. In Dallas. All right. We the both defense got... will show up. Yeah. They'll look good. They'll have a good performance. They'll calm down. Silence some of these critics. I know I've even been one of those because I've had a lot of critical <laughs> yes. uh, thoughts about the Cowboys. But I think that they're going to pull it together. We're going to see, man. They're going to let Kellen Moore call his plays. Got to. I think you have to. Give him a yeah. chance. All right. It's clearly what Jason Garrett's doing is not working, but 
I think I think they're going to pull it together. So we both had the fighting Dak Prescotts to win this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. We will see if we are right, and if they're not, we're back here on Wednesday calling for Jason Garrett's job and assessing <laughs> everything. But that is it. That's all the time we have for the hot seat here this week. Thank you to everybody tuning in. Once again, my name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah Cock Cole, coming to you every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., Live on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. You can find us on Facebook Live. Check Micah Cole for that live stream. Check mcole 421 Sorry, mcole 41 on Twitch.tv oh, for the live. Forty-two. Uh, it is forty-two for the live stream there. If you're into Twitch, got content on SoundCloud. You can listen to from the shows. Thank you once again for tuning in. We will be back next week. The hot seat, six to eight p.m. on utaradio.com.